everybody. We got shirts. Your favorite coaster sucks on the Amazon store. Check it out. Absolutely right. We do. We got a bunch of colors available and the shirts are in two different designs. We got the classic golden ticket logo and our Rolly ride logo. We also got 10 different colors, man. Yeah. Like you're wearing a shirt right now, so you could always use more shirts. Add to the collection. Get in a lot of crazy shit. We're in line for your least favorite ride. Tell every Thuzi their favorite coaster sucks. Make a fanboy the Fury 325 cry. Very easy to do, all by sporting a Your Favorite Coaster Sucks shirt. We also got sweatshirts available through Amazon. We are now shipping to Germany and UK. So if you are out there listening to us, you can get our shit there too. Buy a shirt. Okay, we really need some new ideas for outreach. It's like kids nowadays don't want to be part of the American Coaster enthusiasts. Well... Scott and I have come up with some ideas that we think will help our social media outreach. Are they going to be worse than last year's ideas? No, no, no. I promise. No more take your child to an ace member's car day. That's going to upset a lot of people. We know that, sir. But we think it's best that with the amount of heat we're catching for the several confirmed pedophiles who have been outed as ace members... Okay, uh, alright, what's the first idea? Well, uh, it's a campaign where we send our members some literature about Ace and encourage them to go door-to-door to tell their neighbors about the club they're a member of. And as I'm saying that, I'm realizing how that doesn't really help our image of being associated with pedophilia. Uh, okay, moving on. Right, yeah, okay, so... We launched a beta version of our social networking site, Acebook. Acebook? That's right. Acebook. Acebook is a social media platform for our members to communicate with one another in a digital format. Here, take a look. This, this is all dick pics. Well, you know, our members are proud of their members. <laughs> Also, the club has a profile. Let's take a look. This asks if anyone's ever offered money to watch me jerk off. Damn it! Why did all the David Lipschitz being charged at? Okay, so just so we're clear, this isn't helpful at all. Alright, we, we've got some more ideas, Robert. Don't worry. Alright, Bill's right. As you know, Chris did an amazing job on the aerodynamics documentary. So we thought it'd be fun to do another film, but make it a little bit more interactive. So here's what we're thinking. We go into the Ace chat room and pose as Alan Shilke. Then we invite a random Ace member to a house to meet us so we can interview them about Ace. And when they get there, we'll say, hey, have a seat, have a cookie, and I'm realizing now that this is actually a terrible idea. You guys are the best volunteers we have. No, there's better people who want to volunteer, but, but none of us are American coaster enthusiasts are okay with the change. True story. Okay, so what are your other ideas? Well, we have a campaign involving working with one of our favorite host parks to rename itself for one day. In honor of one of our members. Okay. Uh, I'm intrigued. 
Well, uh, we all remember beloved Ace member Stephen Epstein, right? Uh, yeah, I remember Steve. He did that crazy marathon on Vortex at Kings Island in 1989? That's right. Seeing as Stephen was a great ambassador to Kings Island, we were thinking about seeing if, in his honor on Ace's behalf, Kings Island would consider renaming itself for, uh, for one day as Epstein Island. And I'm seeing now how this is a very, very bad idea. Whoa, I need a drink. Okay, listen. We have one more idea that is an ace in the hole. Told you not to fucking say that, Bill! I'm sorry, my bad. Well, what the hell is it? Well, uh, we, we have a health focus campaign. Exactly. We're thinking we partner with Subway and encourage our members to walk to participating subway locations to get a discount with their ace card. And I I think this one may be problematic too. Welcome to the worst roller coaster podcast on the internet. Now, Let's join Ben and Zach as they tell you why your favorite coaster sucks. I'm Zach, and I'm working on a fat sack of weed. I'm Ben, and um, I'm smoking not a fat sack of weed. And I'm Dan. Uh, I'm drinking beer, which is actually illegal in Missouri, so that's what I'm doing. Right. Keeping it nice and legal. What's going on, Dan? Oh, not too much. How are you doing? Fantastic. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Been looking forward to this. Yeah, no, we've been looking forward to having you on. So, um, right up top, got to get your, your plugs in. All right. Uh, as some of you know, no more than 950 of you, uh, I'm LSM Entertainment on Instagram. That's LSM entertainment in case you need to spell that perfect yeah i mean that's that's a pretty straightforward spelling yeah i, I don't know if there was something i was supposed to read i'm sorry <laughs> no no that was whatever you had to plug that's it you know yeah no, i'm i'm a pretty simple guy also congrats on grabbing that username yeah i, I thought it was pretty good i mean I was struggling for longer than I care to admit coming up with a name for my Instagram or if I decide to start a YouTube, the name for that too. Ryan knows that very well. And I eventually settled on LSM Entertainment. He's like, hey, this is easily the best thing I've come up with so far. Let's roll with it. I'm not going to change my mind on this one. That's that's a good name, and it could easily be like an LLC or something too. So, yeah, well, good, good branding ability there. Yeah, well, you know what? I'm I'm running a Minecraft server right now with uh, a few friends that are also in the coaster community, and you know, I'm the I'm the guy that has I have the hosting in my name because well, like the oldest person on the server, and and I actually registered to. Dan Hood, LSM Entertainment, as though I'm a company. So, I'm liking it. 
Nice, nice. Now, do you have any theme park recreations in the Minecraft uh, server there? Not really. No, not now. I mean, we were thinking about possibly building like a a theme park type thing, like a t- theme park type area where people could get a plot of land and build rides they want on there. I've never been like super into the Minecraft theme park recreations because I'm, I guess I'm kind of a perfectionist and to me, you cannot build a good roller coaster out of a minecart. I and mean, you can kind of approximate one, I suppose. Yeah. But- like they're okay for what they are, but it's like, I'm not trying to see an American Eagle recreation on Minecraft. Like, no, you I'm just, I mean? I'm just going to build other cool shit. Like at my house, I just, I have a 37 by 37 block basement in my house, just completely underground. And, and then up top, my house is just a, like a six by six cube, basically. <laughs> so it's just this tiny little house on top. I mean, drop down the basement's really big for no particular reason. I think of just having some villagers in there to uh, smelt stone and, and trade with and get a whole bunch of emeralds, a whole bunch of XP. So, yeah. It's my, my need, grand Minecraft plan. I need to get that game again. I loved it when I was like, I don't know, I was probably like 24 in college and I played it every day and then I stopped and I like think about it all the time. Yeah, it's it's a game that really it, the world is your oyster with Minecraft and that's what's so great about it. And to keep updating it too, like me, I pick up Minecraft approximately once every four years. That's been a pattern and we're on an on year now. And every time I just I have so much fun with it and they add so much new shit that I have to learn and, and then when I learn the shit yeah, my ADHD kicks in, I and I move on to something else. That, that's that's just the way my mind works. <laughs> well, I've I've seen just like a really badass recreation of Epcot one time. That that actually sounds like it, it could be pretty damn cool because nice thing about Epcot's it's not like centered around coasters or anything like that. It's to me, a lot of what Epcot's about is a lot of the architecture. Like, I, don't know, I have a soft spot for a lot of the architecture over in Future World. Like, you know, the Spaceship Earth golf ball. That I I do like I do like Epcot quite a bit for for that reason. Like the cool early early eighties architecture, but the good early eighties architecture, not not the ugly kind. Yeah, it's got that interesting retro futuristic vibe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So Just like yeah, Magnum. I, yeah. It's like everything was inspired by neon lights and cocaine. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm I'm sure of it. I am sure of it. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Nice. Got to do it every once in a while. Got a <laughs> microphone should, in front of my face. As a pipe dream, dream, you guys should try to get Tony Baxter on the show. Just keep messaging like every every month and see if he wants to be on your oh, show. And- yeah, I'm sure he would love to be on a show called Your Favorite Coaster Sucks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and 
if there's a 1% chance of him accepting you, just think of it this way. Uh, a 1% chance of him accepting you means a 99% chance of him saying no. But then, 99 to the power of however many times you ask, that number keeps going down. So eventually, his chance of saying no will only be like 25% if you answer enough times. <laughs> will, will you stop emailing me if I come on the show? <laughs> yeah, I'll stop emailing you if you come on the fucking show. Absolutely. <laughs> Can you stop sending me mysterious packages? <laughs> Will you stop sending me threats if I if I get on the show? Can you stop showing up at my daughter's school? <laughs> oh lord. I know Joe Rody's retired now, so we can hit him up. Yeah, yeah, Joe Joe Rody will Dana Come says on, he's Joe. kind of a dick. Come on, Joe Rody. Let's talk about Disco Yeti on the show. Come on. <laughs> hey, Joe, when, when are you to fix fucking Yeti? I think that would bore Ben out of his mind. Ben, how would you feel to talk about talking to like an old Imagineer? That'd be kind of cool. Because you have like no that- idea who the hell these people are, do you? No, I don't know who they are, but it would still be a good conversation. <laughs> I don't would know you people research, that. Would you research their resumes? Uh, yeah, I'll look them up on LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, no, like, maybe I don't know. Here's no, no. Here's the thing: Disney Imagineers would be a fun conversation. However, talking to like a Disney blogger, on the other hand, is a completely different Barf. conversation. Yeah, pass. There's there's maybe two I would I would be willing to talk to. Other we talked to Sean, Sean Rossell, and shouts to Sean, friend of the show. He's cool. Although okay. he's not doing as much Disney content now. Right, but he's not like that mommy blogger type, you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. No. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> yeah, I mean I I in in bursts I watch the guys on on DIS. I, I can't think of their name right now because I'm drawing a blank and also oh, kind of like, drunk. I like some of them. Pete Pete's cool. Yeah, I Pete. Talk to Pete. Pete Werner is the one I'm thinking of. He he seems like a cool dude. Just now comes Craig, off like a character. Craig, I call him White Bread because <laughs> that's what he reminds me of. <laughs> like if you if you if you try really hard you can find a little personality but it takes a lot of work yeah usually usually a lot of time in the toaster too yeah exactly yeah i mean he he definitely he doesn't come buttered you got to bring your own butter to make sure that guy's entertaining but <laughs> yeah. Also, talking of toast, um, one of my favorite things, just favorite simple things to just suggest that people do, uh, griddled toast. Like, usually what I do is I, I get a pan and I melt a little bit of butter in it and just get a piece of bread. I like Martin's potato bread, but you can use whatever the fuck you want. And then just put that bread down and... You know, keep lifting it up from time to time to see what the level of doneness is. Once once it's something you like, you flip it over, do the same thing, and it tastes really good. It's not like 
they can be crispy without being super hard. I believe that's called some Cracker Barrel toast. Exactly. That, that probably is the way the Cracker Barrel does it. Wait, wait, you're, you're talking about in a pan? Yeah, in a pan. Oh, yeah, that's... So, no no jokes. It, it, I hate toasters. Um, I make eggs every morning. I do the same thing. I, I cook the bread in the pan with, like, the butter from the eggs and shit, and it's perfect. If yeah. I If I were to run one of those, like, expensive, for no reason, brunch places Funny that's all over the fucking place... I would sell that, but instead of calling it toast, I would call it sautéed bread and charge $17 for it. (laughs) Or call it roasted bread. Sautéed artisanal bread. Sautéed artisanal bread. (laughs) Alright, now we're we're veering into Panera Bread territory. Seriously. And then I'd throw an avocado on there and charge $25. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I charge $2 extra for the avocado and the avocado toast. Don't forget about that. Do you have avocado toast here? No, but we do have sautéed artisanal bread topped with an avocado. <laughs> and then you got to train the servers to be pretentious about it. So when someone's like, uh, yeah, can I get the avocado toast? It's like, well, actually, it's sautéed bread with avocado. <laughs> Yeah, we, we don't have avocado toast on our menu. But may, may I suggest the, the sautéed bread with avocado? Ooh, you want tap water? Yes, it is imported from Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we don't have free water here. We, we only have $20 water. Oh, Lord. There's one of those right in my neighborhood, and I've gone in a couple times, and God damn it. The food's actually good, but that's not the fucking point. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing about avocado toast. Like, I hate spending $10 on it, but it's like... The thing is, uh, usually it comes with two eggs and a side. It's not that bad, but it is very delicious. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the biggest challenge, at least for anything involving avocados for me, is just... Finding a good avocado or Mm -hmm. using it when it's good. Because I feel like when I use an avocado, half the time I, it's hard. And then the next day it's fucking rotten. I'm like, what the fuck? How am I supposed to use this thing? Well, so old weed growers are now selling and growing avocados on the black market because they make more money than selling weed. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, avocados are fucking expensive. When, When they're on sale at Stop and Shop, it's like two for five dollars or not usually they're a dollar a piece when they're on sale but two for five dollars is a pretty typical price and like dude 250 for a piece of fucking fruit meanwhile i can get an entire bag of apples for like five bucks seriously fucking i want to grow weed but now you're saying that i want to grow avocados too yeah man an avocado dealer Man, avocados won't get the fucking DEA knocking on my door. Yeah, I mean, Not technically, yet. yeah, I mean, technically, weed is federally illegal right now. Even though like half the fucking states have it legal, technically, uh, technically, the the administration could one day say, "Oh, hey, um, we're gonna we're gonna start enforcing this shit." Thanks, and 
start raiding people, even though it's legal on the state level, which is wrong. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with weed. It will be. I wonder. I wonder who the last state will be to not legalize. It's a good question. I mean, a big part of me always wants to say like Alabama, Mississippi, because they're the the last to do everything. I mean, what I don't think there's some kind of law they took off their books relatively recently, like sometime in the last ten or twenty years. Like something involving racial rights. It was just that most other states took off the books like 45 years ago or 45 years before they did. Forget what it is. Something about voting rights or something like that. I think it's going to be directly correlated to whichever states still call it devil's lettuce. Yeah. (laughs) And Texas will be pretty pretty far down on the list of people that legalize it. Yeah, I See, feel I like think, Kentucky might Texas be the final flip. holdout. What was that? I feel like Kentucky might be the last holdout. And I agree, Texas might flip because of like Austin and Dallas. Yeah, I think I think Texas's problem is that they'll they'll flip once like half of the states do it. And then eventually they're gonna be like, oh shit, we want that tax revenue. Cause they're all like, you know, kind of still pretty like libertarian and freedom and shit down there. Right. I, I actually think Utah would be the last to flip because yeah. of the Mormon, the, the Mormon influence on the state is still very high. Yeah, be hilarious. Yeah. Cause every border state will have legalization. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing, one thing that I think Kentucky, well, they're kind of already caught in this and Kentucky, well, they, if, I think they do share a border. Of, you know, they, I don't think they share a border with Illinois, but they're close. Uh, and people, but to the point where, oh, when I drive here from St. Louis with my friend over to Kentucky Kingdom, it's about a, a three-hour drive that takes us through Illinois and, and then Indiana. So, but point being, you can drive an hour from Kentucky and get to Illinois where weed is legal and pick it up legally. And realistically, nobody's really going to do anything about it. Well, let's let's just talk. So let's just be completely straight here. Legalization was never an issue in acquiring weed anywhere in this country. No, not at all. (laughs) (laughs) I was able to find a goddamn dime bag in Florida once. Shit's not like Orlando, like fucking... Pompano Beach. So, yeah, it's possible no matter where the fuck you are. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be any good. <laughs> right. I mean, legalization just means we can tax it. That's exactly. <laughs> and once states started realizing that, they're just like, oh, well, we should probably just re- legalize this shit. Well, it also means you're not going to get arrested for having a bag of weed, which. Jesus Christ, you'd think it'd be about fucking time for that shit. Yeah, and um, some people don't realize that it does indeed cost money to hold people in jail. Like, hey, those those fucking jail meals probably cost like a dollar a piece. 
but a dollar a piece times 10,000 inmates is $10,000 or probably $30,000 a day if you serve them three meals. And any way that you can get that number down saves money. And then going back to the tax revenue, sell, having a legal weed industry lets you have tax revenue. Right. And not to mention, there's also states that will deny you the right to vote with a weed charge. And that's that's ridiculous. Yeah. So I, I, I have a friend out here who had a, a felony weed charge in Georgia for having a scale and baggies in his dorm room. And then he couldn't vote. But then he moved to Colorado and then Colorado allows him to vote. So... Like scale and baggies and you get charged for that. Like, hey, I'll, I'll have you know that I'm laying out fucking tea and just putting it putting it in baggies so I can I can have it portioned out properly. Yeah, that could be intent to sell. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like, like intent to sell loose leaf tea. Honestly, <laughs> depending on, I had a friend here. Um, that got charged for intent just because they had their weed in two bags. Okay, I mean, this is for today. This is for tomorrow. There, I, that's exactly. why it's in two bags. But no, that's that's uh, they can automatically charge you with that if it's if it's t- like I think if you have weed, depending on what state. I mean, this is Illinois. It's obviously all state by state. Um, but. Even if you just have another bag in your car, they could charge you with intent. Like, right. oh, I went, I bought groceries yesterday, and the bag was still in the car. Oh, hey, that's intent to sell. <laughs> oh my god, I'll, I'll never forget Zach when our, fr- oh, our one of our mutual friends drove up to West Bend and had pre-weighed bags, like ten of them in his glove box. And he thought he was going to sell those off for like fucking way above their worth. Yeah. That's the way it tends to go. And it's like, dude, and I was like, dude, this isn't like suburban Chicago. This is West Bend. Everybody here smokes ditch weed. Dirt weed. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's rolling in with like, this was, um, what was that? Like probably 2010. It was like 2008. Yeah. So like, Back when like hydro was a big deal, it was like he had a bag of hydro that he doled out, and he's like, "I could sell these these grams for like thirty a piece." And it's like, "No, you can't, man. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, you can." <laughs> and sure as shit, nobody bought any. <laughs> one one girl did. Oh, but did I he remember- make a sale? Well, good for him. But every every friend I talked to was they're just like. I'm not paying that much. They're like, how much? Uh, yeah, I think, I don't know. I don't remember what he was trying to sell it off as. Yeah, well, when your whole pitch is, it's some really good shit. Yeah. <laughs> that's not a fucking sales pitch. <laughs> that's that's one thing I like about legalization is like, it's teaching black market people to really be good at business. Right. And it's also... It's also giving some kind of consistency of what you can expect. Because, I don't know, when you, I feel like when you have big companies involved, it, I mean, people, big, 
people don't like big companies being involved in things in general. But big companies have large teams of marketing people that know where to position the products. And you kind of go back to what you're saying, just teaching the black market people a few things, I guess. And just better presenting what they're selling. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. I mean, I remember having like wait for weed in like some sketchy fucking parking lot for like two hours to somebody who's not like picking up a cell phone. You know what I mean? At least right. that shit's not happening anymore. Yeah, no, like, and that, that's another thing. Like when you when you have actual businesses involved, you they're incentivized to actually provide customer service. You know, you know, just like how Comcast is a private company, and and clearly they are highly incentivized to provide good customer service. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do miss like the early days of legalization here in Denver when it was still pretty wild, and weed shops were just were always in dilapidated buildings that had you'd have to use like a back door, no windows. And uh, everything was still weighed out when you bought it. Now it's becoming a little more polished. And we have the Marlboro of weed now in the state. So kind of sucks. Right. I, in fact, I remember my, my one experience going into a dispensary was, it was actually in Illinois back in late August, early September with good old Peter ejector trims. Uh, I was the one that went inside to actually actually grab it. And it, it, it was just in a multi-tenant office building where you know, basically I, I guess I checked in at the front door and then they told me, oh yeah, just, just go up this staircase and then this staircase, go into this room. And then after you go out of that room, you go up another two staircases. And when there's an ATM in that room because... Cash only, because no banks will do business with us, because it's federally illegal. And I mean, and it, the experience was was good. They they did a good job of what they had, but it, it was fucking bizarre. I've never experienced anything else like that. Yeah, it's weird, but that's the way they all have to pretty much be run. And that's yeah, pretty much in any state, they're like that. Yeah, like it felt like I was doing something illegal when it was. When it's legal in Illinois. (laughs) You know when you go into a porn shop and you feel like it feels a little weird, kind of sketchy? I wish wish weed shops weren't like that. Yeah. Funny thing, I've actually never been in a porn shop because I I grew up in the age of the internet. Oh, Um, yeah, same. (laughs) You've never stopped in one of those like interstate like off of the interstate exit in a small town in the middle no, of never have. oh do it it's a pretty wild experience oh yeah dude you definitely should yeah we'll, we'll make a coaster idiots video out of it one day just <laughs> coaster idiots go to the fucking porn shop <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, set a world record as to how quickly that gets demonetized <laughs> mm. no there's like it's a wild experience because they're always like <laughs> there's always like some weird <laughs> motherfucker behind the counter man do you have COVID? <laughs> <laughs> no I'm doing the weed thing 
coughing and some dude coughing his lungs out. That's great. <laughs> I have to die at least once an episode. It's a, yeah. it's a rule. Yeah, you're 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 Kenny from South Park. <sighs> also, I'm like super dehydrated, so oh. that's my fuck up. <laughs> yeah, I've I've learned I've learned that the hard way. <sighs> God damn! Had to mute myself because I was fucking nine. Yeah, for a while we didn't really have like in Wisconsin we didn't really have a lot of head shops, so we had to go to the porn shop to go buy pipes and bongs and stuff. <laughs> so it was like they had one side that was all dildo. It was like dildos on one side and then bongs on the other side. <laughs> like. And our regular just stops in, and they're just like, "Oh, shit! You got you got some, some extra large size ones here." <laughs> yeah, there's always the trucker. There's always the trucker buying like a magazine, a bottle of poppers, and like a cock ring. I was literally thinking of um, superb video in Kenosha as oh, I was yeah. describing, like, because like it's a similar process where you like. You have to get buzzed into the door and then there's like a second door and then you come in and this like weirdo that's working this fuck shop scans your ID and they're like looking for anything in particular and you're like "Mm, I'm just gonna look around thanks Wait, there was there was super video and then there was superb oh superb video superb yeah. up in Kenosha like right by Woodman's and Broadstop yeah. yeah by Club Icon yeah <laughs> I never went there but I heard about that place all the time because uh. all this all the Great America people went there yeah of course this brings up a very very random tangent in my head that. I'm going to bring it up. Go for it, please. So, you know how some hotels, um, there are some, like, some sketchy hotels where basically the understanding is you take a whore here and you, um, uh, you go to town and you rent the room by the hour. Uh, but they, they don't really say that that's what they're doing, but that's what they're doing. Yeah. There's a hotel by me. It's called the Comac Motor Inn. Wait, Where what? If you, Wait, what is it called? The Comac Motor Inn. If you wanna, if you wanna Google their website. Okay, I'm gonna. Do and <laughs> the the wonderful thing about it is on their website. I mean, they don't directly say it. Do they make zero effort to to hide what what they are and why they're in business? <laughs> It's like, hey, I need to look at this shit myself because it's been quite a while. And you know what's fucked up is there have been times where I've been doing road trips by myself and where I was like, man, I really just want to get a hotel room to nap and take a shower for like three hours. I wish that such of a thing existed, but then it's like, (laughs) you can't do that. Like the actual intent of it doesn't, you know what I mean? It's So there's like a stretch of Lincoln Street here in Chicago, like about a mile from my apartment, that 
in the eighties and nineties had like just in it was littered with these fucking disgusting motels like that. <laughs> and like they've they've cleaned it up and it's all gentrified, but there's still like a couple of them hanging around where you like look at it and you're like, ooh. <laughs> You're like, I just got bed bugs by looking at that fucking place. Yeah. <laughs> so it's cool. It's kind of cool. So Colfax Avenue through Denver actually still has all of their old sketchy motels. It's a it's a four section long block, which is actually right by like right by Casa Bonita. Rest in peace. Casa Bonita is closing for good. And it's very sad. Um. But yeah, right by Casa Bonita, there's all these old sketchy motels that are still in operation. It's pretty fascinating. Hmm. Yeah. But that's kind, of theme, are... that's kind of theme park related. It's kind of theme park related. Casa Bonita closing for good. That's really fucking sad. That, that, that is. is really sad. It's a Ooh. shithole, but... I mean, it's like one of those things where, yeah, it's a long time coming, but, you know, it's like, hey, this place was something at some point. And, you know, and when, when it's an operation, you, you kind of have that lingering hope that it's, it's going to become something better one day. But then it, it never does and just closes and your hopes are crushed. It sucks. I mean, South Park definitely kept that place in operation much longer than it probably would have survived. But it's too bad. Right. Uh, Rest in peace, Casa Bonita. They actually, <laughs> sold, they actually sold like South Park merch in the gift shop. <laughs> like, hey, you guys kept us kept us around for 10, 20 years longer than we otherwise would have been, so thank you. Well, maybe somebody else will buy it. Yeah, they should. Yeah. I mean, I think Meow Wolf should buy it and turn it into something. <laughs> I could see that. Yeah, like that's that's the, all all of the kids who grew up in Denver that are now like you know doing drugs and shit in their thirties would definitely go do that. Yeah, make it like a pop up experience. Yeah, and then <laughs> rent it out as a weird space for raves. <laughs> yeah. The, cl- yeah. Okay, the, the cliff diving pool was pretty fucking cool. They had the cliff diving show was actually like I know like they kind of talk they kind of show it in the in the South Park episode but it's like a legit 20 foot cliff. And there's like an actual professional diver that jumps off the waterfall and then there's like a whole show with a gorilla and so- and stuff. It's kind of funny. Yeah, that that like back from a day where you could justify paying a live performer to to do that and build a giant pool in the middle of a fucking restaurant for that diver to dive into. Yeah. Just a completely different era that has been over for a very long time than places places like that just hang around. Well so here's the thing about Caspanita. You pay it's sixteen fifty. Um and you have so you buy a plate of food. It's all you can eat, but you have to buy a plate to get in. And the minute the cheapest plate is sixteen fifty, but then it's all you can eat. 
but the food is awful so you don't want to get more than one plate um it has no flavor it's like velveta cheese melted in a microwave kind of shit um, oh fuck that but they do have sopapillas and there is a little flag on your table and you lift the flag up when you want more food all right i mean i i mean i like buffets but at the same time life's too short for shitty food i feel like like as i've alluded to a few times already i mean i i cook and i feel passionate about food that's why i'm fat but i don't want to waste the calories on shitty food like yeah look if I'm not going to eat just to eat unless I'm starving. I, I like enjoying my food. That doesn't sound like something a coaster enthusiast would say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no coaster enthusiasts are fat. <laughs> I just don't, I can't recall any, meeting any other coaster enthusiast ever who's been like, I'm not just going to eat to eat. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Yes, you are. <laughs> you had a funnel cake 20 minutes ago. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> well, funnel cakes are good. Uh. You're literally eating popcorn right now. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck did I fill up on El Toro? That's like that, that's the craziest fucking thing to me. Is like for how many fat coaster enthusiasts there are, it's it's like, how do you even fit? Like, Ben, there's that one guy you and I know. Croissant knees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a very, you know, it's a self-explanatory nickname. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, or- it's like, how do you, how do you get on... You know, like 450 coasters when you weigh 450 pounds. Like, how the <laughs> fuck does that happen? I mean, was there ever a time where he didn't weigh 450 pounds? And I want to know when he got those credits. <laughs> well, he lost some weight, so now we call him onion rings. But Yeah. Like- yeah, I, I actually have a, a close friend who, I mean, he's like six foot four. But he used to be over 450 pounds. And now he's somewhere like in the 200s, which I'm super proud of him. That's great. And a big part of the reason why he lost weight was so he could basically, so he could ride coasters with me. That's a good motivation. Yeah. And like... He ended up getting um, getting gastric sleeve surgery, which is you know a type of weight loss surgery that reduces the size of your stomach. And he got that, and then within a year, he was able to ride El Toro, which was just fucking phenomenal. It was remarkable. In fact, like three months later, he was able to just barely squeeze on the El Toro. Like, he did such a good job losing weight. Like, the same year that he was over 450 pounds, he rode El Toro. In fact, um, that's uh, that's actually somebody that's been on the Coaster Idiots videos. Um, 
don't know if you know that guy at the the Great Adventure opening day video who who ate the paint from Superman. <laughs> oh, I saw that. That, that, that shit show that episode. It, it was a good shit show. It, it was amazing, but it was just so chaotic, even for a Coaster Idiots episode. <laughs> yeah, that that's the guy that lost all that weight. You you would never guess that he was 450 pounds looking at him today. And I'm really, really proud of him. Yeah, that's a hell of an accomplishment. Yeah. Yep, there's a bird I sent you guys. <laughs> Shout out to the Quaker parrots in Missouri. I feel like I feel like coasters is a good motivation to lose weight because it's such a definite like um yes no type of thing like it's either you fit on the ride or you don't you're at the you know you're at the faith of the light yes and then there's the there's a technique of holding down the dispatch button on El Toro and then just just pumping it on the lap bar and then when you hear when you hear the air release, you know you're good. I'm, I'm letting my Ryan show. <laughs> no, no it's, I've always found that interesting. How like, although it, I, of all rides, though, to fuck with a lap bar, I feel like El Toro is one you don't want to do it too much with, <laughs> or Intamin, or what am I trying to say? You know what I mean. Insman, lap bars, people. Also, we'll just go ahead and put a blanket disclaimer out there. Do not fuck with your safety restraints. <clears throat> no, don't don't fuck with that shit. I, I don't even know. I genuinely don't even know how to fuck with safety restraints. I mean, we all get a little bit of room here and there, and there's... There's nothing wrong with getting a little bit of room, but don't go overboard. Don't get yourself thrown out of Hollywood nights. Yeah, if you reach the point you're avoiding using it, you've gone a little too far. Yeah. <laughs> so I just, I'd like, just want to, I, I always like to put it out there whenever these discussions come up for all of our listeners, because, you know, I know that some of them are younger than us. Yeah, a lot of them are younger than us. Let's let's be real. So, you know, don't ever mess with your restraints on rides. It's as simple as that. Yeah, and look, if it if it doesn't pass the sniff test, don't ride like that. Just you can lower it a couple of clicks. It's fine. I mean, we're not not going to advocate that you staple yourself unless you feel it necessary to staple yourself. If you're into it, yeah, staple yourself. Yeah. I, I don't know who the fuck would be into that, but hey, different strokes for different folks. The greatest yeah, show, I mean, that reminds me, when I worked uh, Skyscraper at Cedar Point, there was occasionally people who were into that, and they would ask us to do it as tight as we could, and it was pretty funny. Because <laughs> well, they felt like they were going to fall out of a quarter of an inch gap. They were enjoying the thrill of the ride. <laughs> bondage people <sighs> yeah there it is <laughs> there we are 
Yeah, can he put this ball gag in my mouth before we take off? <laughs> I hear that that uh, if you ride an RMC that way, you get high like you never have before. With a ball? Wait, <laughs> RMC with a ball gag? I don't fucking know. Oh, oh fuck! <laughs> yeah, that's a good the idea. Really, the blood really goes to your head in those airtime moments. That'd be a funny on-ride picture. Bring a ball gag and like a pair of handcuffs for the on-ride photo, and just act <laughs> like you're act like you're like you know, or chained to the car. Just handcuff yourself to the fucking lap bar. Yeah, and then just put a ball gag on. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna do that. All right, I'm I'm taking note. Put on a straight jacket. <laughs> <laughs> But any, any loose articles physically attached to the rider may not be taken on the ride. They must be left in the locker or with a non-rider. I'm sorry, I can't get this jacket off. I want to make you go through that metal detector now on a lot of... Well, I, for some reason, the whole time I was thinking about Steel Vengeance. Um, but they have a metal detector on some rides. Yeah, yeah. That's so why, what I think you, they... Why are you wearing this straight jacket? <laughs> you can get around that though. I suppose like I got bad I got bad shoulders. Yeah, I just feel like I got a I got a um I got a plate <laughs> in my back. <laughs> I got a rod in my back and a plate in my head. It's probably setting this shit off. They're like, you sure you should be riding a roller coaster? Why don't you shut the fuck up and mind your business there? <laughs> It, that'd be a funny prank to be like I'm thinking it's if you had a metal cock ring and like you kept setting off the metal detector and then and you're just like oh god um I want me to show you it's like I have a cock ring on like what what do I do do you want should I take it off right here and then <laughs> you'd have to be like you'd have to be like I mean, I know why it's going off, but, like, it's kind of personal. <laughs> <laughs> or if you're just, you're just shameless about it, it's like, yeah, I have a fucking ring on my dong. <laughs> Ring-a-ding-dong. <laughs> ring-a-ding-dong. <laughs> ring-a-ding-dong, I ring on my dong. Is that <laughs> ring-ding-dong where it came from? Ring-ding-dong. <laughs> Is that your wrestling name, Ben? Yeah. Yeah. Or those of us in the Northeast, uh, I, I keep saying Missouri on here. I'm I'm staying in Missouri right now, but I do I do live in New York for the record. But those of us in the Northeast, we have you know we have Drakes, which is like a an alternative to Hostess, and they have a pastry called Ringdings. And when we were thinking of this, I was just thinking a ringding on my dong, like you put a. You put a fucking pastry on your dick. That's <laughs> all right. Your favorite coaster sucks, listeners. You know what to do. Go to urbandictionary.com <laughs> and make ring ding dong a thing. <laughs> We're getting new ones every time. We had we had um Sarah, Midway Mayhem fan on a couple weeks ago, and we got a word on Urban Dictionary. Um, Florida pool. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! I don't even want to know. I gotta look at it now. That 
that originated right here on your favorite coaster sucks. We can claim something for history, everybody. <clears throat> this would be better if you just read it out loud when you find it. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> by the way, by the way, your your typing your typing sound sounds so perfect. It's, yeah, it sounds like a it sounds like a movie. It's like a sound my, effect. Yeah, for real. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Let me type something. Perfect. Word I'll I'll never need a sound effect of typing again. Yeah, just just <clears throat> use this anytime that somebody Google something. And you have a perfect stock sound effect. Actually, that's fantastic. Yeah. I'll have to keep using the ones that I've been downloading from random sites on the internet. <laughs> yeah, see? Okay. Uh, so the Florida pool is a pool of jeans from Disney Dad running down a cast member's cheek while his wife and kids are asleep at the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And once again, thank you to uh, Upstop Media, Scott Schaefer, for that one. <laughs> and of course, our our homie, Logan, <clears throat> for getting that up there. <laughs> uh, one Train Ops, Logan? Uh, no, Prairie Coasting, Logan. Okay. And apparently there's a lot of Logans that would put that kind of thing out there. <laughs> Canadian Logan. Canadian Logan, okay. He's he's like our number one fan here. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you, you're on a good show, so props. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, um, we put the disclaimer right at the beginning. We are the worst roller coaster podcast. So we set the bar really low. So if we ever, you know, happen to hit a home run on this show, I think it makes us look that much better. Exactly. Like you just put in the beginning, hey, this show is gonna be a piece of fucking shit. And then you just blow away their expectations. Exactly. We always just lead with, hey, expect this to suck. And then if it does if it's anything short of sucking, hey, that's pretty fucking good. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Speaking of which, uh we do actually um do some segments on this show. Yeah, what, how, how far are we into this? We're like fifty minutes 50, in, and we haven't even minutes. we haven't even started the fucking segments. That's okay. <laughs> you know, I think we haven't even really talked much about roller coasters that much, and that's totally fine because we're no, we're we talked about, about Disney cum pools. Yes, <laughs> the, Florida, the Florida pool, and of course, again, I'm going to remind our listeners, Logan or anybody else, ring ding dong, make it happen. <laughs> So, um, Ben, you got the the killer coaster sound ready? I do. All right, so it's time for a fun segment here, Dan. It is our killer coaster of the week. (laughs) And this week's killer coaster is Rolling Thunder at Six Flags Grid Adventure. Oh, fun shit. Uh, I actually, I barely have this credit. Uh, the first time I went to Great Adventure was back in 2010, and it was with my family before I was even really a coaster enthusiast, and it was a pretty shit-ass visit to Great Adventure, if we're being honest. I 
didn't even get on a, anything that mattered. I mean, when I got on Mind Train, I got on Superman, I got on Rolling Thunder, which Rolling Thunder does matter because I otherwise would not have that credit. And then I think Batman was the other thing I got on. Like, I didn't even get on fucking Nitro or Toro. It was a fucking mess. I redeemed that when I went five years later. <laughs> Ultimately, it doesn't matter now, but... Was, um... Wait, so, Rolling Thunder. So, wait, we, can we recently talk about this story with somebody? We did. I was going to mention that. Um, if you want to... Dana, right? Um, with Dana, too, probably, but actually... We talked to Sarah, Midway Mayhem fan. That's right. And she was friends with the family. If you actually click on the link there in the rundown for the Wikipedia, there's <clears throat> there's a story about a woman in the 80s uh, suffocating on her own <laughs> vomit. There's fucking two incidents two weeks apart, August 16th, August 29th, 1981. And it was a great time to be rolling thunder. The second one down. Uh, okay. 19 year old woman from Philadelphia was found and slumped over in a seat. Then the train returned to a station. She was taken to a freehold area hospital. She was pronounced dead after arrival. Autopsy revealed that she choked to death from suffering aspiration of gastric contents during the time when riding this coaster. So that story, um, Sarah was telling us she was friends with the family that that woman was a part of. Fun, fun. So she knew of that story firsthand. Yeah. I guess when I think of somebody choking to death on vomit, I think of Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, that's what I think of, too. But I mean, so I guess like... Rockstar style? I don't know. Yeah, I would... I mean, I would think she must... I don't know what would have happened to cause that, because, I mean, I feel like the reflex is just to... Uh, you know, just to, you know, tilt your head down when you're going to throw up. I mean, I don't know, maybe she didn't want to throw up over all over herself... I mean, Maybe she was plus the roughness of a wooden coaster throwing you around might make you do weird stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Or yeah. Like, if there was a sudden jarring, jarring movement, like either like I'm thinking it. like when it when it catches on the lift hill or if it hits the brakes. Yeah, you could like go forward and move back. You know, if the yeah. timing was wrong on that. Yeah, just a very bizarre way to die. It's like, I mean, you hear people doing it in their sleep, which then you could you could kind of see it, I guess. Like, I'm sleeping, and I guess you're sleeping, you don't notice, and you can't react. That makes sense. But when you're riding a roller coaster, it's like, uh, I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure there is a reason it happened, but I just can't put it together in my head. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure, but yeah. So anyway, yeah, we, we've we done lightning loops a couple times, so now we had to do Rolling Thunder for another time. 
we try to pick these based off of where our guests are from. Yeah. Yeah, I think we, when we've talked, we've referenced like three parks as being kind of home parks to me. Like, I forget if this is before we were recording, but we're talking about Universal also being kind of a second home park to me just because I've been there so much and I'm so familiar with that place. And then I brought up that technically Adventureland in Farmingdale, Farmingdale, New York. Most of our guests probably don't even know that place exists, but they have a... Isn't that what the movie Adventureland is based on? Is it? You know what? It might be. It might be. Now that I think about it, it might be. Even though that movie was shot at Kennywood, I think that's the park it was based on, if I'm not mistaken. I think you're right. I think you're right. Oh, I didn't realize realize Adventureland was based on... So it was based on a different... So it was, was it a true story or something? No, it may be like semi-autobiographical. Oh, because yeah. it was like a you know a coming-of-age teen comedy. Yeah. So, just happened to be set in an amusement park. So I guess probably whoever wrote it probably worked there, and it was you know semi-autobiographical. Yeah. I see. Okay, now right now I'm gonna do what I said I wasn't gonna do. I do kind of have to pee right now, but I'll be back in literally two minutes. Cool. You can leave this in there if you want to. <laughs> All right. Give me two minutes. Sorry about this, guys. No problem. Oh, I wonder if I should get... Oh, shit. It's all right here. Hey, would you be down to edit an episode? Yeah, I could probably do that. Cool. I got the I got this one for Friday done and next week's done. So the one with Allie that's gonna be the week after that. Which one? The one that we did with Allie. Okay. We don't have to have it out until what the fuck is it? Um The 18th. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's like two weeks. I'm just like, I'm leaving on Saturday, like super early in the morning and I'm really busy tomorrow and I won't be back until the 17th. Okay. (laughs) I mean, I have the whole weekend in Orlando that I'm not doing anything, but like, I don't exactly want to be sitting there editing an episode while I'm on vacation with my wife. <laughs> no, I mean, I my life is finally calmed down, so I have uh, I have some time. In the back. For sure. Yeah, no, I mean, and honestly, I love doing the editing. It's just I know I'm not going to have the time this time around. So I appreciate it. Yeah. Anyway... <laughs> we had a whole nother side conversation. We did. I mean, uh, side conversations are good. I, I always say like, I, and I've kind of been embracing my ADHD lately because I don't know the whole work from home thing has been creating a number of different 
struggles and making me come to terms with a lot of things. But one thing I've been saying for a while is that an ADHD conversation is a very special conversation because it'll just jump all over the place. Especially when you're talking with somebody else that has ADHD. It's like when, when you guys are on the same wavelength and the conversation just moves at 100 miles an hour and nobody can keep up except the two people in the conversation. I, I hope what I'm saying is making at least a little sense right now. I thought it was going to be like having an ADHD conversation is like, ooh, want to ride a bike? That too. That too. There, there definitely is shit like that strewn about in there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, shit, we got another fun segment if you're down. We do. For sure, yeah. Um, Sorry, too early. We got some fun. We got some fun music. We like to go on Google and get a bad review of an of an amusement park. Okay, so uh, I have I, the review right in front of me here. Yeah, I went and found one of Great Adventure. Now we've got some really fun piano music that we'll play in the background. So whenever you're ready, just let Ben know. He'll hit the music, and you can take it away. Okay. All of the park is great, and the ride's pretty good. Service is terrible. Jessica and the Yum Yum Cafe shows an insane amount of attitude. I guess she meant Jessica in the Yum Yum Cafe. I don't know, I'm just reading what I'm fucking seeing here. I can't <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I gather. This is about par for the course for a Google review. Uh, I asked her for vegan chicken tenders, and she said they weren't vegan. <laughs> then I asked for cheese fries, and she said $2.12 more. So then I asked, and she didn't capitalize I, by the way. Cheese is extra. So she asked cheese is extra. Eh, that's a question, okay. Then she rolled her eyes, asking like I was saying something G-wrong. It's, wrong form, it's a simple damn question. Three exclamation points, period. One star. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I was like, love that review. <laughs> It's not even like a review. That's like someone talking about their day. Like, first of all, it's, it's like someone this... fucking vomiting and then and then posting the results. Is this like <laughs> Jessica's ex? By the way, like, what did Jessica do to this person <laughs> <laughs> to get called out by name? The park is great, except for Jessica. Fuck her. <laughs> yeah, fuck Jessica. I mean, Jesus Christ. She has a certain amount of attitude. Uh, but fuck Jessica and the Yum Yum Cafe. And the Yum Yum Cafe. Because I guess the whole cafe is blamed for this as well. Anyway. So, like, I have to wonder, do they have vegan chicken tenders? And if so, why the fuck do you want them if you're going to get cheese fries? Seriously, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> That's like, why? Like, 
oh, yeah, I'm just going to walk into this place and I'm going to order something that I want if it's on the menu or not. Like, hey, I'm going to walk into the fucking Yum Yum Cafe and I'm going to say, give me a fucking filet mignon medium rare. And I'm going to get pissed off them for not having it. I want some applesauce and uh, also a bowl of cinnamon toast crunch um, and a tab. No other soda will do. I want that medium rare. And some fresh banana bread. (laughs) And is all of that vegan? (laughs) (laughs) Yo, what the fuck is vegan tenders? Like, that's a thing, but why the fuck are you asking for him if you're going to get cheese sauce? Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Now, well, not to mention, like, I'm sure on the menu, it just says chicken fingers. Like, why would you assume that those could possibly be vegan? You know, I I, I think I know which one is Yum Yum Cafe, and it's literally just... It's a Six Flags food stall. And they have no shit that you wouldn't expect to find at Six Flags. I mean, maybe, maybe for vegans or people that want to fit on El Toro, they have like a salad or something. But other than that, it's theme park food. Uh, for vegans at Six Flags, you can pretty much have the wrapper that the fries come in. <laughs> Even that, I mean... You gotta, like, what is the wrapper made out of? Is it, like, are there any kind of animal, is there any kind of animal fat yeah, that's, made it? That's true. Where do they store them relative to the burgers? And <laughs> True. They store them right underneath the burgers in the fridge. <laughs> it's getting dripped on all day. Yeah, or just, like, right above the grill, and there's just fucking fat splattering all over them. <laughs> It's like, uh, this tray is soggy. They're like, oh, do you want another one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one's soggy, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh, Six Flags. And also, fuck this guy. <laughs> oh, is it a guy? I don't know. I don't... Wait, it's... Fuck whoever wrote this review. I meant guy in the in the genderless way. Just fuck this person. Well, fuck this person. Yeah, fuck him. Well, um, this, this is either like a 16-year-old Eric Crombie and Fitch stoner or a 60-year-old Karen. Yeah, this is like this review is like pretty much a text message. <sighs> That ended up as a Google review on accident. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they just, they're typing a text to their friend. They hit send and then the review got posted on Google. And it's like, wait, how'd that happen? <laughs> yeah, it's like their, their mom, their mom's like, hey, sweetie, how's your day at Six Flags going? <laughs> Although the park is great and the ride's pretty good. <laughs> Fuck Jessica. <laughs> One star, mom. One star. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, we got a bunch of questions lined up, but before we get to all those, we'd like to give you the opportunity, if you 
have a question for us, you may ask us one. Ooh, put me on the spot here. Uh, all right. So what I'm going to ask is I'm drinking beer. Well, I, I finished my beer, so I'm taking a little bit of a break. I, I don't know if I'm going to crack open my third one or not. But, but anyway, what's your favorite beer, both of you? Favorite what? Favorite beer. I don't know if you guys are beer drinkers. Hmm. Let me think. This is oh, my man. favorite and not in a I think this beer is the best, but I think this beer is my favorite. And That's fine. it's uh it's upslope craft lager. It's basically just like a typical lager, but not super shitty. It's what's like always in my fridge. Okay. I mean, I mean, I'm looking and people actually tend to tend to like this beer. I mean, what, three and a half and untapped, 83% on beer advocating. So I'm a, I'm a craft beer drinker. I'd be interested to try this because, I mean, here's the thing. You can be kind of you know, a, a smooth drinking typical lager, but you, you can do it really well. Mm-hmm. And I I like best in class kinds of beers, definitely. In fact, uh, one of my go-to beers that I kind of always have in my fridge is uh, two of them, uh, Brooklyn Lager and New Belgian Fat Tire White. Or fat tire Belgian white, I think is what they technically call it. But anyway, yeah, they're they're two just very easy to crush beers and just very easy drinking. And I mean, and, and is it like I don't know? Is it this oak barrel age eleven point two percent ABV stout thing from this brewery in the? A four ounce bottle costs twenty dollars. It no, but it's a it's a damn good beer. So that's a very very respectable choice. Anyway, and then uh, and what's your favorite beer? Um, it's this one that I've never seen in America, unfortunately. But I've had it every time I've gone to Amsterdam, which is now four times. Yeah. Called Amstel Gold. I've heard of that, actually. And, I mean, if you've had Amstel Light, it's kind of like if you took that and made it extra full. If that makes sense. I think I know what you're getting at. So almost like if you, almost like if you made Amstel Light stronger, like you took the same taste, but then you just condensed it. Yeah, because it's like a step beyond going from light to regular. Okay. I so think- it's like you really turn it up a lot, but it's really good, and it's pretty strong i think it's like not you know crazy but it's stronger than most of the standard beers here in america so but pretty easy to drink 
Oh, yeah. I mean, the standard beer here in, in America is Bud Light, which I think is in threes or fours. <laughs> which is fucking why. It's I remember why. One time I was in Amsterdam and I was drinking and we saw these dudes from America ordering fucking Budweiser. <laughs> like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, like you're you're in another like and you're they go, traveling. They go you're they old. go, oh, it tastes better over here. Fuck you, dude. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I mean, even if it tastes better, it's probably still shit. Like, How could that possibly be true? It had to be shipped from America. <laughs> I mean I I I try it. I try it once. Just, just, Maybe. just to try the difference, but yeah, you're probably not gonna taste the fucking difference. But hey, I'll I'll try it just about anything once. Although, yeah, fun fact, I'm I'm a beer guy, and I've never drank Bud Light in my life. Ugh, <laughs> yeah, no need to. I mean, it's it's a little bit better than Miller Light, but there's, I mean, it's still terrible. Mm. And Miller Lite's fucking garbage. I've had that, and I couldn't... We were... One of our... I think Hollywood Nights 2019, we were... We were staying with, like, 12 people in a house, and they stacked the fridge with Miller Lite, and I was like, you know, that year, I ended up missing night one because Newark Airport fucking sucks, and we... We ended up getting delayed by a day due to thunderstorms in the area. So it, it was late at night. I missed the first night of Hollywood Nights already. I had just driven two hours from, from the Cincinnati airport. I got there and I wanted a beer. And Miller Lite was the only fucking thing in the fridge. I was like, okay, fucking fine. I guess this is what I'm going to try Miller Lite. And then it was like a tall 16-ounce can or something. So, cracked it open, forced myself to go through, like, a quarter of it, and I was like, nah, fuck this. And I just left the rest of it on the dresser and went to bed. <laughs> Damn, didn't even finish it. <laughs> I, I didn't even bother pouring it down the sink. I just left it there and went to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I did pour out the next morning. I'm, I'm not an asshole. Okay, well, I am, but I'm not an asshole like that. You know what um, a can like that is perfect for that you took one sip of and then, like, it's just a shit beer? That's a perfect ashtray right there. Oh, yeah. That That is a, a good can, ashtray. A can of Miller Lite, that's a good ashtray. That's like um, yeah. a lot of college houses. Just the random Miller Lite can of ashes or cigarette butts. Even worse, even worse is like that's like my old car. <laughs> <laughs> a really, really old can that's been like sitting out outside all day with a bunch of cigarettes, and you accidentally knock it over. And it's like, oh fuck! Now I have to clean this up. I, I don't even smoke fucking cigarettes. Come on, what? Why do I have to clean this up? The nasty black tar, like cigarette water. No, no, beer water. Beer, cigarette water. It's, it's probably AIDS in there somewhere. Yeah. Like, 
<laughs> There's definitely COVID and Hep C. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, funny fun thing. There's there's a lot of different diseases in there, and none of them are COVID. <laughs> it's like Jesus. How did black lung get in here? How did it even? <laughs> We're in California. No one's worked in a mine here, and just <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So there are um, some dead bugs from the Calmac Motor Inn. How, how these fucking get here? I've never been there. <laughs> oh Lord, ick! Can ashtrays? That's a that's a trademark of like <clears throat> parties at my parents' house when my mom and dad would be out of town. <laughs> Ben, you remember those. Yeah. Weird times. <laughs> <laughs> so, we like to go on to our socials before we start recording and get some questions. But there's a catch here. We don't tell our listeners who we're recording with. I see that. Yeah, so I'll be follow you guys. Yeah, yeah. So you're with it. Um, yeah, all these questions are for our mystery guest. We get more interesting questions this way. Yeah, they'll they'll probably be pretty disappointed to find out it's me. (laughs) No, there's no way to disappoint when when we're the ones hosting. Uh, I see we're we're battling the self depreciating jokes here. <laughs> I, I won't be outdone. Not on my own damn show. <laughs> Fair enough. I'll, I will, I'll leave it there. I'll I, leave it there because I don't want to hate myself too much. <laughs> I was about to make a joke that would have really required a trigger warning, so we're not going to go there. Okay, well, I'm, I'm, also, I'm also not trying to get canceled on my own show. That's not- <laughs> yeah. If you want to get canceled, you just I don't know go to Sirius XM or something. And let them cancel you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just gotta we just gotta get a, a contract with a podcast network, and the next thing you know, we will be canceled. Let's <laughs> <laughs> get a show on MSNBC, and then <laughs> yeah, for all of you who hate us here at your favorite coaster sucks if you really want to see us fail and crash and burn the best way to do that is support us now if you if you launch us to the top oh there's no way we are going but down that's that's a guaranteed fucking team the higher you the higher you go the bigger belly flop is guaranteed absolutely mark my words so if so you know if you want to come hate on us please do Support us all the way up to the top to watch us fall. <laughs> Same with me. We're going. We're going big, so we can. Uh, we can just dive. We're going big, so we can go to fuck home. <laughs> going big until we get canceled. <clears throat> That's been the slogan here. No, I. Uh... <laughs> so Ben, uh, do you want to do the Twitter ones, and I'll take the Instagram ones? Sure. So. Uh... Coasting Prairie is asking if you could pull a, fe- a Freaky Friday 
and switch bodies or lifestyles with somebody in this community, who would you choose? Oh shit. I'm, I'm bad at answering these kinds of questions. Cause Say Rob LV. Who, who are you jealous of now? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know what? I was thinking of Rob Alvey because the way I see it, Rob Alvey has made so much fucking money off TPR. And, and now he's just able to live a life where he's, he's in Orlando and he has a Disney annual pass and he just, he goes to Disney and it doesn't seem like he really has to worry about much else. So I, I would love to be in that place in my life, even if, even if I don't particularly want to be Rob Alvey. For real, if, you, if you're comfortable enough to where a Starbucks being closed is your, it causes you that much stress, you got a goddamn good life. Seriously. It's like, like we're all making gosh. fun of him, but I don't, I don't know any of us that have that fucking level of lifestyle. <laughs> no, like, <laughs> it's like I, I roll up the Starbucks and it's closed and I'm like, well, fuck. Now, where the fuck am I going to get my fucking coffee today? Guess I got to go to 7-Eleven and get their shitty coffee. Boo. Yeah, oh, I gotta, well. Guess I got to go to one of the 700 Dunkin' Donuts on Long Island. <laughs> well, shit, I'm, I'm going to have to take like an extra minute to drive next door to Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, man. Yeah, Seriously, I mean, not like... The thing with him, though, is like... he. I wonder what his stress level actually is, though. Yeah, like, I feel like if you act like he does, it because I like it feels like he's got so many. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe I'm, it feels like he's kind of high strung, like yeah. the way he behaves on his form. He he seems kind of high strung. And previous life experiences taught me like when you when you try to be high strung, when you when you care about more things, it just leads to more stress and it's, and it's not worth it. Just let things happen. Don't get completely infuriated with people on your forum saying stupid bullshit, because guess what? If you, if you get 30 people in a room, one of them is probably going to say something fucking stupid within an hour. Guaranteed. Probably less than that, actually. It's just, it's a fact of life when you're running a community that large. Stupid shit's gonna happen. I also feel like his ego is so inflated that he, like, has convinced himself to, like, do shit just because it'll elicit some sort of reaction out of people. Kind of like a certain other people. There's a lot of people we could be talking about, so I'm not even sure who you're insinuating out there. Yeah. Every time we're making a, a, a veiled diss on somebody, rest assured we're talking about friend of the show, El Toro Ryan. Okay. <laughs> El Toro Ryan. <laughs> I actually I did go to see him not that long ago. Uh uh, what was it like? Middle of October. I, I mean, I haven't seen too much of him during the pandemic. Uh, I mean, we've talked plenty because we're we are legitimately very close friends. But I do consider him one of my one of my closest friends. And yeah, that's it. 
I don't even know where I was trying to get with that. <laughs> he's he's a nice dude. I mean, I've never met him, but we've talked to him here on the show twice, and you know, you kind of you kind of get a pretty decent feel for somebody. Yeah, talking to look, him in this format. <clears throat> yeah, and. I'm not even saying this because Brian is the reason anybody knows who the fuck I am. I, I'm not even saying it for that reason. I like, leg, legitimately, like, Brian is a very, very legitimately good dude. Like, legitimately nice guy, and I really don't have anything bad to say about him. And that's, again, that is the complete truth. I'm not even just saying that because I'm I'm speaking to a few people right now because people know me through Ryan. He he is a genuinely good dude. I feel like he's the one person in the whole coaster community that everybody's behind. Yeah. I think that's fair. He he deserves it though, so <laughs> he does. He he doesn't really give people reasons not to like him. Exactly. So I mean, I, I, yeah, he he deserves it. He, if anyone had any shit talking to do about him, I'd be insanely surprised to hear it. Yeah, it's people shit talk him. It's probably bullshit. I'm sure it would probably all boil down to basically what it is in most cases, where it's it's essentially just like jealousy. Yeah, or just trying to get a response, or uh, jealousy, trying to get a response, misunderstanding, maybe, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he has a big audience, so that's bound to happen. Yeah, we'll have large numbers. If you get if you get this number of people, one of them probably isn't going to like what you have to say. Yeah, I mean. Whatever. He does him and he, he and and good on him for it. <clears throat> mm-hmm. He does his thing and yeah, everyone everyone in the community's behind him, which is great because it's I don't know if I uh, can remember a time there's ever been like one person that everybody in the community's like, Yeah, that guy's cool. Seriously. And the ability to unite people like that is is awesome. It's that's something I'm very proud of Ryan for because I knew him for a pretty long time before the channel. And even two years ago, you know, maybe I think three years now is when three years ago is when Ryan started posting the coaster and its videos. I think it's when the first Dollywood video was filmed. That was kind of the beginning. But anyway, three years ago, I could not imagine that Ryan's channel would be in this kind of position that I would be talking on a podcast because people actually know who I am. And like, it's cool. And I'm happy for Ryan. I genuinely do. I genuinely do like interacting with the community more. One of the few people that doesn't have such bad things to say about the community like, I feel like it's genuinely been a good thing for me. I'm normally a kind of a socially awkward person, has a little trouble coming out of my shell. And oh, I do feel that's, as though that's so in stark contrast to every other coaster person I've ever met. Yeah, like, 
I. <laughs> But yeah, like it's it, this has just kind of helped me meet a lot of new people, and I'm genuinely grateful for that. Like honestly, this community has has brought me like the the best friends I've had in my life. But also, I've met the worst fucking people ever through this hobby. So. Oh, absolutely. No, I, I've, I've met some pretty shit people through this hobby. Well, it's a very now, accessible hobby. Oh, yeah. you think about it, it's pretty, like, it's pretty easy to get in to roller coasters. It is, because, I mean, look, these giant theme parks, again, like, two, three million visitors a year, Putting roller coasters to attract more people because they say, okay, if I put in this roller coaster, more people will come to my park. Right. And and that's what we're into. We're we're in the roller coasters. And it's very easy for people to get into. And like Yeah, and I think it's it's just more the hobby itself is more I don't know, not mainstream it's hard to say mainstream but it's as mainstream as enthusiast communities really get i mean i guess there's like car enthusiasts i mean i feel like there's definitely more car enthusiasts right. than than us by a pretty wide margin but enthusiasm as a whole is just becoming more popular yeah but we're at not, the same time there's like kids yeah, and at the same time, there's like, I mean, I'm not knocking any particular enthusiast community. Like, people have legitimate reasons for being into this stuff, but I'm just throwing this out as an example. There they're are toilet enthusiasts. And yeah. I, I think we could say that's less acceptable, or not acceptable, <laughs> less accessible than, you know, than roller coasters. Wait, did you say toilet enthusiasts? Yes, I did say toilet enthusiasts. Nice. Yeah. I wonder what that oh, world is like. Boy. Are, oh my god, hold on. I need to go to Google <laughs> and see if there is a toilet enthusiast fan club anywhere. Yeah, there probably is. What would that convention be like? Oh dear. <laughs> Stinky. <laughs> yeah, it probably, probably wouldn't smell the best. <laughs> like, I don't know, roller coaster enthusiast convention smell. Not probably good. Smell kind of bad. Probably smell kind of bad as it is. <laughs> there is no. Now, toilet. do you get ERT at a <laughs> toilet convention? <laughs> okay, so there's literally no toilet enthusiast clubs or toilet enthusiasts of America. Toilet enthusiasts of America. American toilet. Oh, they probably. <laughs> they might call them commodes. Okay, I, I, okay. I'll, I'll admit I do know some people that are in the toilets. So, <laughs> what about bidet enthusiasts? <laughs> okay, I'm sure they exist. All right. I so mean, what do you think in toiletenthusiasts.com is, and should they be scared? It's probably probably a squatter. If I had to guess, NSFW. Just, probably. 
Probably not safe for work. Probably not safe for work. Oh god, I'm scared. I'm about to go it's there. either it's either a porn site, oh, it's not a squatter, a or both. Toilet. Oh, it's not even a thing. Toiletenthusiast.com is not a thing currently. It's just a loop of the coronavirus challenge video. <laughs> Fuck even it's a coronavirus challenge, uh, coronavirus challenge video. Oh, you know what? You know what? Toiletenthusiast.com should just be that, <laughs> that pop or fart video on a loop. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> or like that the clip from Jackass, the what the poop explosion extreme or something like that. Oh, where they put the slingshot the yeah, um, they put, yeah, they put the, the fucking porta potty on like a bungee cord. Yeah, that's gross. And the cocktail supreme. It. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would, I would hope they just put brown water in there. <laughs> like, I mean, he was vomiting. <laughs> yeah. <I guess. laughs> Because I remember he's like getting airtime and you can see the vomit floating next to his head as it's coming out. (laughs) (laughs) And like, he like hits the bottom and you can hear and see from the outside the like, the splash. Watch that shit in a while. No pun intended. That's yeah. That that man. Those movies are great. Like every every couple of years, and you haven't seen them in a while, so they're fresh again. I watched one of them recently, and I was dying. I would love to be able to see. I think it was Jackass number two in theaters because they did all those like weird camera pranks that just were I just remember them being really funny in theaters on like a large screen and gross <laughs> yeah it's just when you think about it it's like you're watching something like that and it's like wow well, I'm watching this on on a screen that's probably 20 feet across well also in watching that movie in a theater with everyone else laughing it, those experiences are kind of cool so like the other movie experience I had last year was when I saw Cats in theaters so I was living in Seattle and this it was on I, went, I was on a date and so we decided to eat these obscene amount of edibles and go see Cats and like <laughs> we were just in tears laughing the entire movie for and it was just so bizarre, and everyone else in the theater was also dying laughing. So you're just laughing for an hour and a half, like your shirt, your shirt is soaked in tears, and everyone <laughs> else is fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> it's such the a last great- movie I can. <laughs> the last movie I can think of that that did that to me was was Airplane. I mean, I, it was. It's just a constant. I feel like they don't really make too many movies like this this, these days where they don't really put a lot of effort in telling a story. It's basically just a delivery method for a constant stream of jokes. And I I also appreciate Airplane because I'm also a plane enthusiast. 
In fact, one. Speaking of planes, have you ever wanted to stick your hand in an uncooked Thanksgiving turkey and use it like a (laughs) vegetable? Okay, I can't say that's that. That's really ever crossed my mind. I mean, ventriloquist enthusiast. Ventriloquist enthusiast. (laughs) First of all, I'd like to say thank you so much to Ribs and Bacon for sending that question in. That's a good one. (laughs) Second of all, Ribs and Bacon, are you are you like trying to pitch us rejected Jeff Dunham act sketches? Like, is this going to be like some racist turkey? <laughs> also, these these Thanksgiving turkeys, uh, they they weigh like fifteen or twenty pounds usually. Yeah. I mean, not not to say that I that I'm not a buff guy, but I'm I'm kind of not a buff guy here, and I feel like it wouldn't be the easiest thing. Like, you know, just. Holding up a Thanksgiving turkey like you would a puppet with your arm probably at a right angle, which is not very good for trying to lift something heavy. And it would just it would get tiring after probably like two minutes. It's like, okay, I can get this 20 thing, 20 pound thing off my hand. Thank you very much. (laughs) It would be a very weird feeling. (laughs) But to answer the question directly, I I can't say that thoughts ever... (laughs) Across my mind. All right. Well, we can put that on the rest. Hold on a second, though. I just got to go ahead and say it. I've got the I've got the gag ready for you. Okay. So it's a Tina Turner parody, and it's Tina Turkey. Tina Turkey. And you're like, gee, Tina. You're looking pretty beat up. Is Ike back? Ooh. And and then she goes, shut up. You've got your fucking hand up, my cunt. Okay. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. It's been great hosting a podcast for so long. Uh, It's it's nice to... I'm canceled now. (laughs) I'll be doing a stand-up tour in a year and a half. Thank you so much. I mean, I'd, I'd add to the jokes, but I don't want to get canceled, too. That's okay. You can be my opening act in a year and a half. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't be the first Dan to get canceled in the community, so at least there's that. <laughs> he tried to come back. Yeah, he tried to come back on multiple occasions, but then he kind of... There's the whole Mike's Hard Lemonade thing. I mean, at least... See, I had two beers here. Notice how I I haven't been completely incoherent, in in my opinion. But, see, I I drank water in between, and that's that's why I wasn't running around screaming, Coaster Angela, Coaster Angela! (laughs) Yeah, it turns out if you're allegedly a rapist, then um, that shit hangs. Right. It's not too easy to get that stank off of you. 
<laughs> Especially when assholes like us are around to remind everyone about it. Oh, yeah. In fact, fun fact, I still have my Instagram highlights from September of 2019. Uh, the first time we tried to cancel the Coaster Network. I, I still have my, my write-up from that, because uh, that, that dude pissed me off. Like, he pissed me off long before people tried to cancel him. And I was just like, I just jumped on the opportunity. Because I was there for, for Casey's whole thing, block breaks. I was there, and I don't think many people have seen me lay into someone that hard. Because I'm generally a pretty easygoing person. I People don't generally see my my anger or aggression come out. But it definitely came out that night after seeing his behavior with Casey. Especially when Casey and I were having a good fucking time on Voyage. Thank you very much. And Miss Armpit Rash just comes up to us and is just like, Casey! I, I, I demand a ride on Voyage. I demanded a ride on Voyage with you, and why didn't you give it to me? No. I was just like, fuck off, dude. Wait, wait. Um, armpit Rash? Yeah, yeah, I, I said that. No, I'm, I, don't know who, I don't know who that is, but... Is... The Coaster Network. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. It, I, I had experience with that guy, so... <laughs> that guy hits a, a particular pain point with me. <laughs> See, Ben and I don't know any of these new people that have been canceled personally, but we've heard all the tea. But we've been around the coaster scene for like 15 plus years. So we've seen it happen before several times because this community just has that fucking trait to it, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, the main reason I know the Coaster Network D, I mean, I try not to get too hung up in the drama either. But ultimately, when it boils down to it, Gabby Lane Coaster Nerd is a very good friend of mine. Angela is a very good friend of mine. Casey is a very good friend of mine. I, and they were all victims of the Coaster Network. So, yeah. <laughs> Here, my friends, and that's, that's kind of a problem. Yeah. We, don't, we don't particularly relish in drama, although we do enjoy it for content's sake, but when it comes to I mean, pieces of shit, when it comes to pieces of shit like that, I think it is important for people in this community that have any platform to kind of shine a light. A that, that's my view on it too. Yeah, I mean, a you got to show that this is not acceptable behavior to everybody else, and B you got to say, hey, this person's a fucking asshole, so be on the lookout for them in particular. And not only that, it's not even just being an asshole. It's like, this person is a sexual predator. And if, realistically, if you're a female, you don't even have to be of age, you just have to be a female, and you hang out with this dude, there's a good chance he's going to try some shit. I mean, I would advise you not try to hang out with him. But if you do, at the very least, be on the lookout. At the very least, just 
be expecting it so he can't hurt you too bad. You know? Yeah. Now, I mean, now I'm talking like a New Yorker. No, yeah, there's people who are here that hurt other people, and that's just not okay. Yeah, and I just, I don't want other people to get hurt, and that's why I speak out about this kind of stuff. Same here, and that's why we're happy to fucking shine the light. I mean, yeah, there's, the, it, it is funny to make fun of the the people who do this terrible shit because they're pieces of shit and deserve to get made fun of, but also... It's it's good to let everyone know, hey, that shit's not cool. <laughs> and comedy's a good delivery method for stuff too. Like well, comedy's a very valid delivery method for, for serious stuff. Like just because I'm making jokes about something doesn't mean that I I don't think it's a serious thing. It's just look, this terrible thing happened no matter what I do. And I think sometimes the best way we can kind of make light of it, so to speak. I I don't want to misspeak here, but sometimes it's good to just make jokes about stuff. Right. Even if it is kind of bad, even if it is serious. No. I think as long comedians as, do it all the time. I think as long as the intent and the targets are correct. Yeah, and as long as like lines aren't crossed and those lines are usually pretty clear and obvious. But I, yeah. Like, we would never make any jokes at the expense of any of the victims of these people. No, absolutely not. But won't sit here and make fun of fucking, what's it, Chad? All day long. (laughs) Chad. I mean, of course his name is fucking Chad. It's like, somebody could just be listening to this podcast and have no idea what happened in the community. And we just say Chad, and they probably will know what we mean. <laughs> I wonder if, yeah, I've always wondered if, like, the name thing has some truth to it, or if it's, like, a, what is that called? Mandela effect? It's, I wonder. I mean, the thing is, I feel like there's a pretty, a pretty good distribution of assholes everywhere. <laughs> Plenty of assholes to go around, and yeah. chances are, if you if you leave the house, which not many people are doing these days, thanks thanks to twenty twenty, but chances are, if you leave the house, you're probably gonna you're probably gonna run into an asshole somewhere. Yeah, and uh, speaking of assholes, what was your first DVD or Blu-ray they bought or they bought? <laughs> are you implying it was porn? <laughs> what? I <laughs> he said speaking of assholes and I was just oh, like <laughs> I gotta I gotta keep stop I gotta stop saying that joke because every time it comes off in like a weird timing. Like once no, like I, once yeah. once I was like and speaking of hot dog down a hallway. <laughs> I mean dude, I think it's I think it's funny. I mean does it mean does it mean that I'm not gonna make a counter joke? No. But I think it's funny. <laughs> but anyway, to, to answer that question. Uh, oh, yeah, first DVD or Blu-ray. So I'm actually not sure of that, because here's the thing. I, I would say really since the mid-2000s, I really haven't watched many DVDs or Blu-rays thanks to 
you know, downloading stuff on the internet. I'm not saying where I'm downloading it, but, you know, just downloading stuff on the internet. Let's say Netflix. I just, I haven't used much physical video media, but I think the first thing that I can actually remember having, the first DVD that I can remember watching, is actually this Looney Tunes compilation. It's just this giant compilation of Looney Tunes episodes my dad bought me because he's a big Bugs Bunny fan, and uh, respect, it gives me something to watch in the Six Flags lines. And during these long car rides, we, in fact, like, we were riding around in our minivan, and we would fold down the second row of seats and ride in the third row, and then put this this little nine-inch CRT TV, would hold it down with bungee cords, and it had like a built-in DVD player, and we like plugged it in up front and all that. And we would just pop in, like, Looney Tunes episodes and make those car rides go by. And sometimes car ride is used very loosely because I definitely remember watching a couple Bugs Bunny episodes sitting on the cross Bronx. <laughs> that's, that's a car trip if you're on Long Island. It takes about three hours to get off Long Island and then one hour to get where you want to go. Fuck. Goddamn. I'm exaggerating a little bit, but not that much. (laughs) East Coast is just, it's like a foreign land to me. Yeah, dude, I mean, I'm I'm living on the East Coast right now. I I really don't know how much longer I'm going to have just living in New York. The cost of living is fucking out of control. Look. Totally, I bet. you need to make like six figures live comfortably and just and it's just too many people too much traffic and everything's run down all the roads are broken because it snows and you know you can't close a road because then traffic can't move because it already can't move when the roads are open it's a fucking mess Every time I think about New York, I just think about uh, that Zach Galifianakis joke where he's like, I gotta get out of New York City. But I just put $6,000 on my Metro car. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be be gone in a month. $275 subway fares do go a decently long way. Oh shit! Maybe it'll last you like two months. That's about the same as here in Chicago, but our train gets there. Uh, you know, it gets there probably within ten minutes of when they say it's going to be there. Yeah, you, you guys have the Chicago Transit Authority. They, yeah, they. I don't know if you know, but they the Chicago Transit Authority is actually named after a band from the seventies. It's not the band named themselves after it. Hmm. Yeah, the band Chicago originally, their original name was the Chicago Transit Authority, and then their self-titled debut album was Chicago Transit Authority. Were they, were they like CTA employees? No, no, I think, I mean, I think they're from Illinois. Like, where, where is fucking Peter Cetera from? See, power Google, and, you know, that real-time sound effect there. 
Yeah, P- Peter Cetera is from Chicago. I would assume the rest of them probably are too. Well, but apparently Peter Cetera retired. Okay, learned, learned that today. I didn't know they were na- That's really bizarre. Yeah, they. the weird thing is here in Chicago now, when the CTA blows, they just use the MTA as as like, hey, at least we're not as bad as the MTA. And we're like, no one fucking cares. We're in Chicago. Be better. Hey, well, fuck you too, Chicago, first of all. I mean, I think people like to shit on the MTA all the time. I mean, I think for what it is, New York City subway is a decently run system. <laughs> like, the trains... I mean, I've ridden a lot of other public transit. I've, I've had the misfortune of riding MARTA in Atlanta. Yeah, that's a fun and one. And, hey, dear fuck, that was bad. Like, New York City subway feels like a hospital compared to that bullshit. Like, literally, you, you go into the station, and if you make the mistake of riding in an elevator, it, it smells like piss because a homeless guy definitely just fucking pissed in there right before he got on. And then nobody ever cleans it, so it's just layers and layers of piss. And it's a bad time, and nobody wants that. That sounds like the Howard Street Station here in Chicago. Yeah, it describes a lot of public transit stations with being real. Except, well, at least- except it's like, there's a homeless guy pissing right there, right now. <laughs> homeless guy pissing on my leg. Like, hey, dude, come on, if you're gonna fucking take piss, at least... Um, do it not on my leg. Do it on that guy's leg. Just not on mine. At least, at least fares in those big cities are <laughs> only whatever under three dollars. Our train is ten. It's like ten or no, it's like eleven fifty. Eleven dollars to go to the airport. Yeah, yeah but that's well, because it only goes to the airport. That's no, the no, thing no. With- it's it's our it's our A line, so it goes through um, all of the eastern Denver neighborhoods, and then. Airport's its final stop. Yeah, but does is it like for commuters that are going to work from neighborhood to neighborhood, or is it really like for people going to the airport? No, it's our it's our it's our light rail system. It's just like a line on the light rail. Yeah, here's the thing. Anytime, generally speaking, anytime there's an airport involved, public transit tends to like triple in price. Yeah. Or any kind of transit. Like, you notice, like, your Uber fares. When you get picked up from the airport, it's really fucking expensive. When you get dropped off, it's not... It's still pretty expensive, but it's not as bad. Well, well, I just think, like... Airports are expensive. Well, I just think, like, the blue line is, what, 275 Yeah, all the CTA trains are the same price. Yeah. And yeah, you can catch yeah, that one right out of O'Hare. And there's one right at Midway. Mm-hmm. Cool. I uh, actually used both of those airports for the first time this year. <laughs> oh, congratulations. O'Hare is like one of the shittiest in the world. Fuck <laughs> O'Hare. A concourse L can fucking burn an L. Yeah, all of O'Hare is a nutsack. Mm-hmm. It's like a nightmare small. Yeah, it really is. In its best parts, it's a 90s mall. In its worst parts, it's like, it feels like Penn Station in New York. (laughs) Like, 
And Penn Station in New York is literally in the basement of Madison Square Garden. And there's, like, no lights anywhere. And it's a shithole. Penn Station, Penn Station isn't that fun of a place. Uh, um, dehydrated as oh. fuck. Oh, holy shit, we got some more questions. Hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, let's see. Hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, from Instagram, we got our boy Mikey Mayo. What's up, Mikey? He's asking, best theme park food? Ooh, best theme park food. You see, with me, when you ask me this kind of question, you get multiple nominations from me. So I would say, if I had to apply a kind of blanket statement, just the best theme park for food. Actually, there's like three I would name. There's Bush Gardens Williamsburg. There's Epcot, even though Epcot is expensive. And also Silver Dollar City. Silver Dollar City, I got ribs there once in their ass, so don't get the ribs there. Maybe they improved them, but they're ass when I got them, so fuck them. So those are my kind of three theme park level nominations. I would also, in terms of single items, I would nominate I would nominate Dollywood Sim and Bread when it's hot. Very good. Uh, the skillets that you get at Silver Dollar City are very solid. The smoke heart, uh, the smokehouse, Bush Gardens, Williamsburg, very solid. And same with the one at Bush Gardens, Tampa. Uh, those are the main ones I can think of. Although I'm probably missing, probably missing something big, and probably going to get a few, in- several Instagram DMs from various friends of mine listening to this. Like, how the fuck did you not mention this? I'll probably go to bed tonight and think of. 20 more. <laughs> well, here's one I just gotta say real quick. Motherfucking Dole Whip. Oh, do. See, that's what I obviously forgot. And Dole Whip, and, and they have a, um, they have that uh, Dole Whip sampler at Knobles, where you get one of each flavor, which somebody like me, who can't make a fucking decision, that's fantastic. Well, did you know there's a Dole Whip hate like, thing? Those people are wrong? Yeah, those people are objectively wrong. Yeah. And they have no soul, statistically. Right. Yeah. They have no soul whip. Ooh. Yeah, see? That's that's the worst shit I've ever heard. Yeah, I'm I don't know if possible. No, 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 not not that. The fact that there's people that openly hate dole whips. Yeah, I remember. I don't know how depraved um, and fucked up you have to be. Yeah, I remember somebody recently in my life was ranting about the Dole Whip. And I was like, wait a minute. There's people who dislike this. That's weird. But people going on rants about Dole Whip, it's just like, do you have anything better to do with your life than to go off on a rant about Soft serve sorbet in a theme park. That's basically what it is. What? Soft serve sorbet. What <laughs> the hell was wrong with your childhood that you hate yeah. Dole Whip? <laughs> what kind yeah. of fucked up Santa Claus touched me story do you fucking have that led to you hating Dole Whip? I, I didn't even. Funny thing, I didn't even have Dole Whip until I was well into my twenties. 
the first time I had it was actually at Magic Mountain back in like 2018 or something like that. I hear popping outside. It's a little alarming. Popping? Like a fire? Can't tell. I almost wanted to say gunshots. Is it on fire again? It is not on fire. Okay, well, that's good. We don't want no fires. Don't let this motherfucker burn. I think it's all right. We need the water. All right. Um, Our buddy, Haiti Rhodes, who never, who never asks less than two questions for these mystery guests. But that's, that's okay. Fine. That's okay. We still love you, Brandon. This is content. Brandon's fantastic. We still love you. You can ask all the questions you want. So his first question is, worst group experience at a park? For example, a fight amongst friends slash family. Someone got too drunk or kicked out. Etc. Okay. So, I feel like I have a lot of ways I can approach this. I have a lot of different stories I could probably tell. But ultimately, a lot of those aren't really fun ones to tell. It's just like, I want to think about those. So I'm going to mention another one. It is, in fact, in general, it was actually a very good theme park experience with one exception. So last year at American Dream, now I'm not going to name this person's name. I'm going to be respectful. But last year at American Dream, the first and only time I went there back in December, we did a giant group meetup with like, oh God, there must have been like 10 people there. You know, Gabby was there, Logan was there, Peter, Ryan, B Madding Antagonist was there. Uh, lots and lots he's, of people he's were there. naming a lot of people, but somebody he's totally not naming is it, it rhymes with Mailer Tybee. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Taylor Taylor wasn't there that day. I, I have nothing against Taylor, but it, <laughs> he wasn't there that day. Uh, but anyway, so a giant group. And one thing I'm gonna I'm gonna say about myself. Uh if there's a large group at a park, once it gets over like four people, it gets to the point where I start getting overwhelmed and I'm just like, hey, Allie, do you want it? Or just usually I end up splitting off with someone. It's just it's a natural way of life. Airtime Mike makes fun of, makes fun of me for it all the time. He was also he was also there, by the way. But anyhow. This is actually one day where I legitimately enjoyed the entire group. Like, it was awesome. Like, lots and lots of cool people there. With the exception of one guy. This guy was... Apparently, he was, like, all up in Logan's DMs saying, I want to... Oh, I want to come meet up with you guys. And apparently he was kind of low-key stalking Logan. Oh, shit. Like, yeah. So this guy showed up and found us. And just started following us around. And our group was about 50% women. 
And, you know, I don't think he was trying to do this. Like, I don't think he was a, he was a coaster network. <laughs> but legitimately, like, he was just staring randomly and keep creeping a lot of the women in the group out. Yeah, it's a little and scary. Yeah, legitimately, legitimately, none of us, nobody in the group really wanted him there. I mean, we try to be nice. We try to include everybody. But we were kind of acting like he wasn't there. We were kind of ignoring him, hoping he would go away. Yeah. And he kind of just started, and he was just following us around for a while. And then eventually, me and a few of the others, uh, I get, our parties got split up and we rode Shredder. And me and a few others were a part of like that first group on Shredder. And we just got the bright idea that as soon as we got off Shredder, we were just going to make a run for it, the fucking Shell Razor. (laughs) 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 We were just, we were so dumb with this guy. And others had also split off. Like, I think Logan and Mark split off to go smoke weed or something like that. Like, (laughs) partially because they kind of had enough of that. But eventually we kind of just had to, uh, eventually Brandon, because you know, Brandon's probably the nicest one out of all of us. He kind of just had to tell the guy, look, man, you're you're kind of creeping all of us out. I mean, we we don't want to have to call security, but you can't just keep following us around like this. And that, that's legitimately the only time that it's ever gotten to that point for me or probably any of us at a theme park. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think I think that story is like legitimately the embodiment of every fear Ben and I have, like for future meetup plans. Yeah, especially because <laughs> it's you know the whole intro, the worst podcast. Who knows who it attracts? Yeah, I mean, look, you're gonna get scumbags in. Any community, if anywhere there's people, there's going to be scumbags, there's going to be creeps, there's going to be assholes. And I just, I try not to let that get too much in the way of me meeting people, because, I mean, well, first of all, when I talk to somebody, or rather, when I meet up with somebody at a park, I've, there's a good chance I've talked to them on Instagram first, and I kind of know what they're like. So, and Instagram can... Talking by a DM can give you a pretty good idea of how somebody is. And, you know, if they're a creep or not. So I feel like I avoid a lot of that. But you you still run into a lot of it. Uh, Or uh, some of it. I mean, like a a creepy Instagram is, yeah, it's pretty obvious. It's, I agree. It's, It's pretty, pretty obvious when the person's a creep. But yeah, I mean, ultimately, ultimately, I mean, it ended peacefully, although apparently he was like pissed off at like Logan in particular because Logan wasn't all that nice to him. I mean, because that's Logan. Logan's vocal. If if you piss Logan off, you'll you'll know it. And. And Logan will tell you that's the way he is. 
And it's just, it's a part of his personality. But, but Logan wasn't as nice, and apparently, apparently this kid DM'd him, on, DM'd him, like, death threats on Instagram. I mean, which was kind of crazy. I mean, I think I was actually with him when he got those messages. Damn. Just somebody that got, like, pissed off. I don't know. Feel like, felt like his day. That's fucking insane. Also, yeah. can I say, One of the- there, there is nothing less fucking threatening than sending a death threat through Instagram. You might yeah, as well like, send it on a goddamn Paw Patrol notebook. <laughs> I'm gonna kill you. No, you and type, type, type in fucking Comic Sans and or Papyrus while you're at right, it. Right, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> fucking, you type this ransom note with fucking web names, you asshole. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Use a, a fucking gift to send the death threat. Like fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. Fuck off. Fuck everything and fuck papyrus. Cause fuck that font. God, the day they let you uh, message in whatever font you want, we're all going to hell. Uh. Oh dear, fuck. Please, please. So let's just. Let's stick with Helvetica or whatever variation of Helvetica your phone uses, because every font is every UI font is either based off Helvetica or Verdana. Remember, Quote me remember in school, like Times New Roman was a standard. Yeah, now I, I I know Times New Roman is not based off of either of those fonts, but the thing is, Times New Roman is not a font. <laughs> it's a typeface. <laughs> it's a. It is a default typeface that Microsoft removed because it was ugly. Yeah. But then, of course, you know, my classes in like middle school and high school, even though the default font was Calibri, which is a a perfectly fine font, they were like, no, no, we need Times New Roman 12 point font because this is the way we've been typing it for the last 20 years and we're going to keep typing it this way. Ugh. I feel like I was just like, this shit's fucking ugly. Fuck this. I feel like this says a lot about me as a person, but I'm a Courier New man. You know, Courier New, the, the thing I like about it, and as I was talking about when we weren't recording, it, what I do for my work is well, basically I'm well, I'm a data analyst, which is kind of a, a specialized programmer. And the nice thing about Courier News is that it, it's a fixed width font. So every character that you type, no matter no matter which character it is, it's going to be the same. It's going to take up the same width. So if you let's say you go sixteen characters in, you just type sixteen random characters, and then you draw a straight line down the page. Any character on that line is going to be sixteen characters in. This probably makes no sense to 99% of our listeners. But I like it in that way. Yeah, it makes sense. Because it's cool. (laughs) I don't have any particular mathematical appreciation for it. I just like uh, the look of it. That's fair enough. Fixed with fonts are are nice when when you're writing code. And 
and I guess because I have alcohol in me, I can't really articulate how that makes programming easier. I also I also wrote a lot of code today, and my brain's a little burnt out. <laughs> Honestly, I only know it as the standard for fucking. I I I took a I took a fucking comedy writing class and read a screenwriting book once, and it they both told me to use Courier, so that's been my standard ever since. Oh, well, you know what? I figured it out. It's a very easy font to read. That's why it is extremely easy to read. Like if you're if you're looking at it, just printed on a sheet. Like, I know a lot of scripts are written in Courier New because it's it's a legible. It's a very legible font. Regardless of how you think it looks, it's very, very legible. And Verdana is actually another font I like for that reason. Just very well spaced, very legible. Welcome back to the Your Favorite Font Sucks podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'll see, you, you, you get me on the show, get me on the show, and we, we spend five minutes talking about fonts. <laughs> well, well, you know what? We could do a full analysis show about coaster logo fonts. <sighs> I would have to think about that one. Like what font is Millennium Force? It's a good question. Look, look at it. Enhance, enhance, enhance. (laughs) Yeah, that actually. I'm not gonna say I'm a font expert here, but the Millennium not the Millennium Force logo that you see on the on the giant sign, but the the Millennium Force logo that's like on print usually. That's, that, that's actually called Millennium Font. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that actually does look like some some type of font that is based on Helvetica. It, it is not Helvetica. I don't think it's Arial either. That's something. Fuck, we need Casey like in here. Yeah, we need. Or really, we need Gabby in here because Gabby is the one that I that I talk to about fonts. Gabby and also Stephanie. Stephanie, emotional roller coasters. And Gabby Lane Coaster Nerd. It's the same Gabby I've been referring to for this whole podcast. Okay, uh, yeah, we gotta get them on here. Yeah, no, they're they're really good people to talk to. You I feel like Stephanie would be great on here. I feel I feel like Gabby would be really great on here too. So let's see. Um Brandon, Haiti, Rhodes, uh, he also wanted to know, have you ever worked in ride ops? And if so, what was your favorite? I believe it or not, I've actually never worked in ride ops. So I, I only got into roller coasters in about 
I would say I didn't really become an enthusiast until about 2015. And I was I was 20 at the time and about halfway through college. And at this point, I was already, you know, I was already working a job. I, I actually worked the same job through most of college. And I was kind of to a point where I needed, like, I don't know that I was really in a place to, like, work in a theme park. I mean, it also doesn't help that I live two hours from what I call my home park, Great Adventure. That's two hours without traffic, although thanks to the New Jersey Turnpike, I've made it like an hour 45, but it's aside the point. But not commuting distance. So I haven't really had a great opportunity to work in the theme park. I mean, yeah, I guess I could have done like Disney College program. I guess I could have done, could have worked at Cedar Point and stayed in the dorms. But that's never really been my style, I guess. It's never something I could have really imagined myself doing. Just because, I mean, I think a part of it is theme park work is very, 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 very hard work. And I don't know that everybody has an appreciation for that. And especially when you're working over the, over the summer season. Well, at the time, you're, you're pulling 60, 70, sometimes 80 hours a week. Like, back when Ryan was working on El Toro, he, he, was, he was doing those kinds of weeks. He was working six days a week and, you know, full days open to close. It, a, a crazy schedule. And I feel like if I was in theme parks that much, if I was working rides that much, I might lose some of my love for it. Yeah, it happens a little bit. Yeah, like I, I want to enjoy coasters, you know, on my own on my own terms. I want to. I've definitely thought about like it would have been cool to like be a ride up part time, and if I did have like a good opportunity to be a ride up part time over the summer, like you know, a couple days a week, like if I live somewhere where I can do that then I might jump at the opportunity. It, it, would be, it would be cool. It would definitely be cool, but also, uh, I worked in customer service for a long time, and I worked very hard to get out of customer service. <laughs> so, that, that's kind of a part of it, too. Like, I like my position where I don't have to deal with the general public so much. Right. <laughs> there's that too but the answer is I, I actually haven't worked in a theme park well damn yeah would you ever I would I feel like if I again if I if I had a good opportunity to do so I could do so with like without burning myself out I would I do have a full-time job right now. And I wouldn't want to work too much more than what I work now. But hey, if, if my life circumstances allowed it, I probably would. For sure. Well, I mean, I feel like it's fun. <laughs> if you're into, like, coasters or parks, it's it's fun to try. Yeah. Like one season. I feel like... Yeah. Yeah, one one season, absolutely. But I feel like just so many people don't have 
the full appreciation for how much work really goes into it. Like how how tiring it can be. And, and I've known plenty of people that have worked in Yeah, but you're assuming you actually bucks. work hard. True. I mean, but I say this from from talking from talking to Ryan, and it's just maybe it's not like hard work per se, but it's regardless a lot of time a lot of physical time, like on your feet, like running the check restraints if your crew gives a damn. And, you know, and it's fun. Like, you can have fun while doing it. But I feel like it could very easily get tiring. And, and for the wrong person, especially for somebody who's not that enthusiastic about theme parks, I mean, there's a reason that theme parks have a little bit of trouble getting, getting staffing. Because it, it, it's not easy work, that's for sure. For the pay, no. Oh, especially for the pay. I mean, I think parks, if, if you get a high paying one, it's like 11 bucks an hour. I mean, down the floor, they're paying like 12 to 15 now, but yeah. great adventure pays like, well, I think 11 or 11.50, but, but that's in New Jersey where minimum wage, I think, is 10. Yeah. yeah. So not that much. Ooh, I can earn 10 bucks, a mo- uh, 10 bucks an hour and only be employed five months of the year. Sign me the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like I would probably have. I think I would have to work like a hundred hours a week at theme park wages to, you know, the to match my current income. You know, like, pre-COVID, there's parks that would let you do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, do I want to work a hundred hours a week though? <laughs> It's like, oh, fuck, I do have a life outside of coasters. Uh, it was weird. Like, I remember 60 hours, 70 hours working at a theme park some weeks. That was pretty normal. I think one week, my record yeah. was like 82. I, don't know, I could be off, but it was basically open to close for seven straight days. Or no, 10 straight days. But yeah, Jesus Christ. That's rough. And then, uh, I remember the first year. Oh, go ahead, Ben. But then, but then it's funny because like I'm, a, I was like 20, and I'm like, oh my god, fuck that, never again. I, I, I can't wait for an eight to five. And then I did consulting, and it's like it was like the adult version of working at Cedar Point, and it was like, oh my god, fuck this. <laughs> yeah, and like also like one thing I'm kind of learning is. That's the, the challenges of desk jobs. For somebody like me who has trouble focusing, my my mind wanders all over the place, and um, I definitely do good work when I focus on it. <laughs> but my my mind wanders all over the place, and a desk job definitely isn't the ideal place for someone like me. But sometimes it's just where we find ourselves. I don't know how that has to do with uh, us talking about consulting jobs. The strategy for a desk job is to do just good enough to get the occasional attaboy and fly under the radar and then put a podcast on during your workday. Yeah. And do just enough to not get noticed. It's like you ever see the, the movie Office Space? Yep. 
<laughs> plenty of times. That's, and that it's that opening scene spot is, on, man. The, the opening scene <laughs> is fantastic. Yeah, I mean, but that movie is fucking spot on. And yeah, that opening scene is great. The traffic and <laughs> it's like, oh, well, fuck! I'm gonna this lane because it's moving faster. Eh, fuck you. <laughs> and that old dude is like way ahead of him. <laughs> I need to. I need to rewatch that movie. It's been. Yeah. I think it's. I think it's been like. It may have even been like a decade since I've watched that movie. Now. It's good. I didn't realize it until I worked at a desk job, but it's like, man, that shit's spot on. The key is to it just really do is. just enough to like appease what the corporate like the, the the corporate overlords want. But if you do too much, then you're gonna get more demand on you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It it's like this weird game of fooling middle management. Yeah. Trust me. Especially Yeah, after that is another thing I learned after doing <laughs> consulting is like it's every you learn that everybody is doing nothing and like there's so much middle management that just all they do is just also nothing. It's corporate is literally adult babysitting. <laughs> yeah, their job is yeah. to make sure that you're doing the nothing proficiently that they have made for you. Yeah, and we now a big part of the business is that like the company that I work for, you know, we're a, a large insurance company and we have a, a sizable call center. And we also have like claims representatives that you know, they they don't exactly work in call centers, but they spend a lot of time on the phone. But a lot of the time I'm tasked with basically running various kinds of reports for people, like maybe against our claims application where they put in notes or maybe uh, or maybe look at phone records. And sometimes I'm just told to just get every note this associate wrote Basically, just to, to build a case that they're doing fucking jack shit. Like, sometimes they don't document a claim in, like, months or years. Oh, well, not years, but they go a very long period of time without documenting shit. And this is the kind of people that we have to be, that you, you have to be noticed against sometimes in order to stand out as... Somebody who doesn't do jack shit. <laughs> so it is really like adult babysitting, I guess is my point. Um, one second. I'm going to grab a beer and use the bathroom quickly. Okay. Fair enough. Eh, you know, oh, he's in the bathroom. I'll just I'll get it out of my system. I'll be, I'll be back. And yeah, again, two minutes. Sure. Quick, quick break. Yeah. Yep.
Hey, all right, I'm back.
Okay, I'm back. You guys still here? I'm still here. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Sorry, I was like completely silent. I was like, I don't know, am I the first one back? Fuck. <laughs> Actually, I thought I was the first one back for a bit. Like, yeah, oh, I guess I could have gotten a beer if I wanted. Yeah, I've had enough beers. Yeah, I got some water and took a piss, so. Keeping it dry, yeah. you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I've i had, what, I've had three beers tonight, but uh, two of them were 8.5% alcohol, so really, really probably more like five beers. I'm used to it. Well, that, that's fucking strong, so there you go. Yeah, I mean, dude, at New Belgium, uh, New Belgium Triple, it's a good beer. <laughs> Funny thing, I my friend down here in St. Louis, he's like one of my best friends of what, twelve years or something like that. Like crazy, I've known him. I've known him for more for about half of my life at this point, and we've been close friends the entire time. But I, I come down here to stay with him a lot when I'm like, eh, fuck New York. I want to come to Missouri instead and have some of the awesome St. Louis food. But, yeah, I kind of have a um, a satellite beer collection here. I usually have, like, eh, anywhere between 6 and 12 beers just hanging out, hanging out in his fridge. And the idea is his storage fee is he can, he can take them as he pleases. You know, and I, I buy them all. And I think that's fair. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm down here so much. It's just like, eh, I know I have some beers waiting for me when I come here. Well, there Speaking you go. Which I need to get more. You can, never, you can never have too much beer in your fridge. There's this uh, local beer there called um, Bush. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it's pretty yeah, good. Um, I heard the guy was like, I heard the guy was like, um, what president of Texas or something? Oh, yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah, Which, something uh, like that. What about the president? I heard he got, he got like some good some good position in like Canada too. I think Canada called them to be their their presidential minister or something. Hmm. Yeah. You know what's um, really kind of gross? So, you know Yangling? Yes. So, I guess they have like a chocolate something. Ooh, dear. And for some reason, I don't want to try Yangling's attempt at that. Mm, I mean, look. Flavored beer, I think... Unless it's like pumpkin flavored beer, for for whatever reason, I think that usually comes out okay. But flavored beer, ninety five percent of the time is a disaster. Like I don't know, I saw this beer just hanging out all the time. Beer called Purple Haze. You, they probably sell it by you too. And I was just like, eh, fuck it. It's like in a I'm at Stop and Shop. There's a ten ninety nine. Mix and match six pack deal. There's some of this here. Now's as good of a time to try it. 
So I tried and it was like, wow, this is really, really, really shitty. It's like, you you know how when you have something that's like sweetened with Splenda or sweetened with artificial sweetener, it has this just this empty sweetness to it. This this off taste. Like this artificial taste. Yeah. That beer definitely has that. And it also has like a flavor that is somehow more artificial tasting than like a grape Jolly Rancher. Yeah, it's a grape flavored beer. It, 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 it's a terrible beer. I, I'm surprised I finished the whole thing. I enjoyed it more than Miller Lite, but not by much. Well, that's good. <laughs> yeah, Miller Lite is bottom of the barrel. I also had like a sip of Coors Light once, and that's in the same league. Coors Light's a little bit better than Miller Lite. Yeah, I need to have like a whole can. I've never really bothered much with the macro beer because it's just like I'm fat enough as it is. I'm not going to waste the calories on this bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, for me, yeah, I'd always prefer just to have a real fucking beer. Yeah, like, you know, a good old 8.5% triple. Like, honestly, I'd rather drink half of a real beer than a fucking light beer. Yeah, seriously. Like, don't cut the fucking flavor. Fuck you. Yeah, fuck off. Make a the, ultra. The alcohol. <laughs> Which actually, okay, you know what? Michelob Ultra is not that bad for what it is. On a hot, on a hot, like, Minnesota summer day at the lake, it's pretty good. Yeah, if you, if you want, like, some like beer that tastes like it's been filtered through a bread milkshake and then and then distilled yeah I always think of it as Miller Light through a Brita filter <laughs> <laughs> I mean when I want like a beer that tastes like bread. What I want, like Yinling, is kind of what I pick up. Yinling's actually a, a pretty decent beer. I mean, it's not amazing, but it's like oh shit, I can I can buy a twelve pack of Yinling for what I can buy like a six pack of New Belgium for. Yingling's cheap, and it's cheap, and it's not so bad. Right. Like when I go to my family reunions in Pennsylvania, and you know what I think of large gatherings, <laughs> like uh, social overload when we exceed like four people. But they have like a keg Yingling there, and that's that's like the reason I go. It's like, oh shit, like we we have a K Yingling and it's free. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's that's most of my experience with the Yingling right there. Although I usually have like a few hanging out in my fridge. Like and also like when we're 
in our giant Hollywood Nights frat house that we usually have. Um, usually we end up getting getting beer. And, you know, any craft beer drinker will generally buy a type of beer that they're not mad if people just start crushing it, basically. You know, the same kinds of people that drink, like, Bud Light and stuff like that. But when I want to buy that kind of beer, I buy Yingling, because I feel like being humane. (laughs) Yingling is, like, a little above PBR. I've never had PBR, actually. Nice. I really should actually drink some of the, um, more of these beers that I kind of generically shit on. It's a whole new world to discover. Like sometimes, sometimes it's, you know, 1am and you're just at a gas station. You're like, you know what? I'm going for a steel reserve. No, (laughs) no. Don't drink a fucking steel reserve. It's not that bad. In the right mood. It's fucking bad. If you're hanging around train tracks, you want to drink a steel reserve. If you're in that kind of situation. What? So if you're um, if you're desperate, if you're if you're desperate for for drunk juice, you get that <laughs> is what you're saying. If you've been hanging around a gas station by train tracks for three fucking hours because your coke dealer's not calling you back, <laughs> yeah, buy a steel reserve. It might help take the edge off a little bit because <laughs> you can't spend more than a fucking dollar fifty on a can of beer because you only have enough to get that fucking gram you're going to get from them. <laughs> if he ever shows the fuck up. <laughs> well, I bring this up because this past weekend um, I was hanging out. Aren't you a little old to be drinking steel reserve by train tracks, Ben? Well, no, this was in the sand dunes. This was in, I was in Southern Colorado over the weekend with some friends. We went to the sand dunes and there was a like because there's nothing out there and there's no gas station, but there was one like shack and they had steel reserve. And in that moment, I'm like, you know what? This is not that bad. It's not. Go try it again. That sounds like a mirage. <laughs> no, nah, it wasn't hot out. It was actually cold as fuck. Well, that's that's the old, um, you know, Hollywood portrayal of a mirage. It's always in a desert. It can happen in winter. <laughs> yeah, a mirage is just like, oh, when you really want something and then you're hallucinating. Like, oh, shit, it's right in front of me. And then you run towards it and it's, it's fucking the coaster network. <laughs> <laughs> I seen a Mirage one time in Vegas. Hey, the MGM Mirage. That place is quite the Mirage, I gotta say. (laughs) All of Vegas is like a Mirage, really. You're like, man, that place looks fucking fantastic. And then you get there and you're like, uh. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I went there. I've been there once. Yeah, basically to get the credits for being real, but I. I also went to the Wynn and I went to the buffet and and the Wynn buffet is awesome. I'm going to start with Logan one train ops. 
And the Wind Buffet is like one of his favorite restaurants he's ever gone to. Did you guys like get drunk or do any other Vegas stuff? We didn't really get drunk, actually. I, I know I was with One Train Ops and I didn't get drunk. <laughs> and in Vegas, holy fuck! Yeah, that that does happen from time to time because we were I we were focused. We were kind of, I guess, a little bit in business mode, like we were walking the strip. I mean, I had to get a free drink in the win, but. It's the only drink I had that day. Um, I mean, you guys were over 21, right? Yeah, I was. Uh, I, in fact, that was, I was at, that was actually the, my, the trip I did for my 23rd birthday. Logan's year and a half older than me. So I were like 23, 24 at the time. So it was your 23rd birthday and you didn't get fucking drunk in Vegas? Ah, uh, no. No, I, I was. So I was too busy getting fucking credits. Apparently, I would rather ride a Togo than get drunk in Vegas. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't Metrodome is a legit fun park, by the way. I just don't see how those are mutually exclusive. Yeah, I mean, you would think that in order to ride a Togo, it'd have to be pretty fucking plastered. We also had to drive back to L.A. that day, so... Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, that'll make a difference. Yeah, we we were literally there. We got to Vegas at, like, four in the morning. Like, we got to the Stratosphere at, like, four in the morning, and they... And because of that, they waived, they waived the fucking resort fee, which, as you know, in Vegas, the resort fees are, like, more than the room rate a lot of the time. Right. Well, so if you're, if you're staying at that part of the street, yeah. For sure. Well, yeah. Yeah, we wanted a room. The stratosphere, as it turns out, it it isn't that great. I mean, it wasn't like gross or anything. If you go another block north. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're like, wow, I think this is where they shot all of Cops Vegas. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Over near the um, over near the abyss of land that used to be the Stardust. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, look, I mean, I, I'm definitely a, I'm a little bit of a hotel nerd. But one thing I was actually I was talking about with some other enthusiasts friends the other day is how I guess it's just kind of natural that if you're a coaster nerd, you're also like a plane nerd or maybe a train nerd too. And then a hotel nerd, you know, all things that are involved in your coast. It's like, it is such a. Oh, yeah, toilet nerd. Yeah, it's after I go to fucking Taco Bell and I'm spending quite a bit of time on the fucking toilet. So, yeah, I'd be a toilet nerd too. What's, what's, what toilet brand do you think has like a B&M rattle? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> eh, like, like fucking Kohler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was a good it was a good toilet, but it's really got a rattle now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it was fine, but after I was done with it, it had a bit of a rattle. Yeah, my my pipes fucked up uh its pipes, if you know what I mean. Yeah, just when I flushed it, I just heard that heard the pipes go bang, bang, blow me. <laughs> and then I got some airtime. It was really weird. 
<laughs> yeah, shit. <laughs> like, no pun intended. But it was only floater, yeah. so. But mine wasn't. But oh, mine man. wasn't a floater. <laughs> Have you ever farted so hard you got airtime? Yeah, funny Max story. Super splash. My. I have a friend that was that was in elementary school. I want to say he was like first or second grade at the time, and he's just sitting in the computer room, and he was just like, "Ooh, I got farted," and then he just fucking shit his pants hard. <laughs> to the point. That is the- to the point where, as he describes it. He lifted out of his chair and then sank back into Ugh. it. Ooh. And then, Ugh. yeah. So th- that is, I guess you could say that is airtime. And then after that, like he, you know, he got all cleaned up. He had a change of clothes ready and all that. Like he got all cleaned up and his mom was a kindergarten teacher in the same school. So what he did was. He dropped off his um his soiled clothes for his mother just in a bag. You know, like like it's a gift. <laughs> she just, just found it like I guess outside her door, or, like at her desk or something. And it's just like, oh, this is not a gift. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. That is an in, uh, that is an intense sharding story. <laughs> Quite. Remember uh, John telling stories about people like shitting in pants in the dressing room. Oh yeah. Oh, oh god. Yeah, I worked retail for about five years. Yeah. Do you ever like go back to the security camera and see who did it? I was never in um I was never in loss prevention or security, so and really I've access to look at cameras. I mean I cover like back when I worked at Target, I covered a couple of cover cover a couple of shifts at, uh, at fitting room. Didn't really see anything go down, but I was at the guest service desk and we got plenty of bullshit there. Like once once I was cashier and somebody literally handed me a fucking shitty diaper. I was like Yo, dude, you you kid fucking shit in this. No, 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 no. There was shit already in these diapers when I bought them. (laughs) I need a refund. (laughs) You're a kid fucking shit in this. I'm not going to throw it out for you. I'll tell you what. I'm going to pick up the little garbage can by my feet. I'm going to hold it out for you to throw it in there. Because I'm I'm not touching your kid's shit, lady. I'm not not dealing with your ki- your shit. I'm not dealing with your kid's shit either. Uh. <laughs> I remember one time when I worked at a movie theater. There was a full diaper sitting in a toilet. <laughs> okay. And like, I didn't want to touch it, so I I was like, I was like, I had to go get my manager, and I'm like, hey. It's like something you gotta see, because you can't like you can't like tell your manager what something is. You know what I mean? 
when you're trying to get him to do it for you. So we walk into the, he's like, all right, fine. So we walk into the bathroom and it's like, oh, fuck. (laughs) So he grabs a broom and he's like fishing it out with a broom. (laughs) (laughs) My fuck. Yeah, when I when I worked the Target, we um so there was an HR policy that I definitely definitely leveraged. Where basically if there was any kind of human waste, because you know, we were a large company and these policies exist. But any kind of human waste, um, you had to be certified to clean it up, and the ones that got certified to clean it up were the team for the team leads. So, yeah, anytime I guess pissed all over the floor, I'm like, okay, well, I'm being paid $11 an hour, and they're being paid, like, $18 an hour, and I'm not being paid to clean up piss. I mean, really, 18 bucks an hour isn't enough to clean up piss either, but I'm calling on Milwaukee for somebody to clean up this piss, because I'm not fucking doing it. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Glad I don't have to do that anymore. <laughs> yeah, no. Working in retail is a very—I don't wish on anybody that isn't in college. Even if you're in college, yeah, yeah, try to get something else. I mean, I, I actually I enjoyed working at Target. I, I I had a good experience there. It was a very good job to me for what it was. But, you know, you're still dealing with the general public. It's, by its nature, it isn't a fantastic job, and it's not something you want to work forever, especially when you're only getting 11 bucks an hour, and you're, you're, lucky if, you're lucky if you average 28 hours a week. Eek. So you ready for another fun segment, Dan? Oh, sure. Uh, We've had lots of fun segments tonight. The bodily fluid segment was pretty fun. (laughs) Yeah. That was one of the best. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, this, this is a super fucking fun one. And this might make you piss yourself. Or shit yourself. Or bleed. Or all three. <laughs> it's highly possible. This segment's called "Look at this coaster." We need a sound effect. Um, um wait. Put in a sound effect of a car crash. That's what we need. Oh dear! Like that'll work for now. I'll I'll put in a car crash sound effect in editing. <laughs> Look at this coaster. And hold down the control key, and I'm ready to click that link. <clears throat> Go ahead. Uh, on RCDB. Let's take a look. Oh, it's option enter. Okay. Montagna Russa alla Delta. There it is, in all its glory. It's the official coaster of your favorite coaster sucks. Okay. Just get a good look at this. Okay, so what? Is this supposed to be like a flying coaster or something? Like... Are they like... I would direct your attention to picture four for the train. Oh, fuck me. Let's take a look here. Three and four. Yeah. Okay, then I would go to picture seven. 
for the lift hill and first drop. What the shit? And then picture eight right afterwards. A close-up of the train featuring a goddamn skateboarding helmet. Nine, eight. Yeah. And whatever the the fuck fuck those restraints are. (laughs) What the fuck? It's like you take... uh, I don't even know how to describe that. It's like... um, Like a bastardized intimate soft restraint almost. It's kind of like it's, just, but I see what Blue Flash's full potential could be, though, with this coaster. Yeah, if John oh, Ivers had like a million dollars <laughs> and not a cent more, <laughs> <laughs> you really think this costs a million dollars? I mean, maybe, maybe when it was built, whenever the fuck it was built, but picture twenty one really gives you a good idea. Of just like what the structure kind of is, and and the incredibly wonderful bending on the steel. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, like people think Manhattan Express is bad. Like, uh, in uh, oh, Coaster ID nine zero five four. You would be praying for fucking Manhattan Express if you were riding this fucking thing. Yeah, and I don't think Manhattan Express is that bad of a ride, by the way. It's no. not. I got married on it this year. Oh, well, congratulations. Thank you. Ben was my best man. I think we it, it was riding just fine this year, right, Ben? Yeah, it's not that bad of a ride. It's just, it's more boring than anything. Yeah, I'll agree it, with that. It's a very interesting ride, though. It's just like... Look, you, you, when you ride it, you can tell that whoever whoever designed it doesn't really doesn't really know how to profile. Doesn't really know how to <laughs> sign a coaster. Doesn't really know how forces or heartlining works. But that's kind of what makes it fun. Kind of like Hollywood Rip Ride Rocket. Actually, it's just it's so forceful in parts that you would not expect to be so forceful, and they probably weren't intended to be so forceful. Right. <laughs> Anyway, this this fucking ride. The the last picture that's really of any interest, I mean, aside from every single fucking one of them, picture 32. 32 out of 33. Which is like pretty much the entire first half of the ride. Yeah, they're going for for a real utility pole um, aesthetic here. Oh, well, there's videos. Check the videos out. Yeah, now now we're going to direct you to the videos. Oh no, there's POVs of this thing? People have ridden this? Uh, good lord, yes, and thank god for these heroes. Yeah, I I figure that like when you when you link me to a coaster, I was it was probably going to be something I knew about in some fashion, but man, this is impressive. I've never seen anything like this. <laughs> just on the lift hill. Right. Yeah, let's let's take oh a look. My at this, shit. this banking is fucking terrifying. Yeah, that camera shaking doesn't just come from somebody that has a shaky hand. No, this isn't a Michael J. Fox situation. You know, I was gonna say the, the camera wouldn't be as shaky even if a person had Parkinson's, but I wasn't gonna go there. <laughs> Well, let's be honest. If someone with Parkinson's rode this ride, they might die. 
Yeah, their limbs would probably fall off. What the fuck? What is this? The second this is video like... is even better. Yeah, so, watching this POV here, it's like... This is like when XYZ Coasters tries to make an arrow suspended coaster as a joke with El Toro's layout. Uh, okay, let's take a look at this. The second one, yeah, it's even better. You get a, like a fuller view of how it looks. Oh, Jesus, Lord. Let's take a look at this. This guy looks way too happy to be on this ride. And he either doesn't know what he's in for or he knows completely what he's in for. He is not wearing the helmet. You should be wearing a helmet on this thing. Also, look at this. They were on the lift hill. They climbed the lift hill of this ride. <laughs> or I guess you didn't have to climb it. You went up an elevator in that tower, maybe? Well, okay. okay. It, this, it did show the station at ground level, so it must be at some level. I, I'm, there's like a bunch of smoke in the video. Oh, wow. There's, there's a rock climbing wall on the side of it. Interesting. What is that? How you do a lift walk? <laughs> yeah, you, you just climb up the fucking... <laughs> you have to carabiner up. And <laughs> what the fuck? I was watching this thing go. It's just like... What the shit? I mean, I've seen... The way the bat runs, or the old bat at Kings Island, you know, the one that got torn down. Just like, how is this thing not tearing itself apart? That's what I want to know. Well, the answer is it probably is. It's got that inverse banking there, too. Oh, yeah, it's got outer bank turns. I guess this is built for outer bank turns. We're cool. <laughs> Take that, RMC. Yeah, I think technically Gravity Group claimed that for. Oh yeah, take that! Yeah. Take that, Gravity Group! Yeah, fuck you guys. <laughs> I really love you though. Come back. This looks terrible. Like this work. This looks worse than Looping Star at Kingsburg, and fuck that ride is bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ben. Ben happened to stumble upon that one. When we were recording with uh, with Ryan. Oh, yeah. I'm sure he told you all about that one. I, I rode Looping Star at Keensburg with Logan. Logan was, Logan was nice enough to ride that with me, even though he had the credit. <laughs> I realized just how nice he was for riding it with me. And then on top of that, this year I went to Ocean Shitty, Maryland. And after experiencing the fucking abomination that's Ocean Shitty, Maryland, I, I ended it with a fucking, another fucking Pinfari looping coaster. And that one was almost as bad. <laughs> Those things are, 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 are worth the anti-hype, I guess you could say. Yeah, those, those live up to the reputation that Manhattan Express has. Yeah. Uh, it's like... I guess they got brain damage from riding the Pinfari, and then the last coaster they remember riding happened to be Manhattan Express. And they blame Manhattan Express for doing that to them. <laughs> yeah, like, those, those rides really are as bad as they say Manhattan Express is. Yeah, it's just, it's forceful in all of the wrong ways. <laughs> yeah, I'm not trying to say it's some great ride, but 
you know, there is there is a lot more on the prose side than lots of people give it credit for. Oh, I agree. No, I, what I'm saying is uh, Pinfari looping coasters are forceful in all the wrong ways. Yeah. Oh, no, those are all pieces of shit. I've gotten permanent marks from them. And yeah, one, I, and what, I rode one in Tijuana, or it was that and I did in 2009, and my restraint popped open. Oh, in the what loop. the fuck? Yeah, and guys, think of it this way. So, that's a clone. So somebody has to you know, have seen that in the park and ridden it and said, after riding it, wow, that was good. I want this in my park. <laughs> no, I, I think what it is is they go, wow, no fucking cheap. that shit's cheap. I want that in my park. <laughs> wow, this is a loop and it costs like one tenth of of what a what what a Vacoma boomerang costs. Wow, they oh, bend, sign me up. Wow, they bend the steel by hand. <laughs> they're they're yeah, their own way though. Give it a nice. It's an artisanal coaster. Okay, did you see the? Um, it was a Pinfari with a corkscrew. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> You mean that fucking piece of shit that derailed and injured slash killed people a few years ago? No, like the, that? The, the no, I guess one? the corkscrew was only like a 90s thing. Um, David Jealous has a video I think. But it looks bad. Like when you look at the off-ride footage of that corkscrew, it's like a barrel roll, but it's a Benfari barrel roll and you can see everybody's heads literally like slamming side to side <laughs> through the roll. It's so bad. <laughs> That's kind of like that one piece of shit coaster that Gabriel sent us the link to. That like weird indoor one with the misshapen corkscrews. Oh, yeah. But that one, that yeah. one at least from what I heard is actually pretty smooth. It, because those like Chinese knockoff coasters, they take the inversion so slow that it it like doesn't give you headbanging. It, it ta- it's so slow that you don't even get forces, right. let alone headbanging. <laughs> you, you need to have forces for headbanging. Oh, here. I've... I I assume y'all have seen Pirates Hideaway Casino. Oh my Pier. god, that was such a painful ride. Yeah. And it's just like it's hilarious. Like they clearly tried to make it, give it like I don't know, dark ride elements. Maybe clearly it was supposed to do something in that building, but you're just going into a warehouse. Like they started to build a Walmart, and then they were like, "Eh, (laughs) "Yeah, fuck it." I wanted to ride that because it looked so weird. It's so weird, and it's like it's just so terrible in every way. It's just oh, he, it's a coaster that just fails in every category, <laughs> and I, that's why I don't want it to go anywhere. I just found the Pinafari with the corkscrew. Jesus fucking Christ! I put Jeez. I put it in the link. Oh, uh, thanks, Gabriel. I put the link in the chat. Thanks, Gabriel, for getting me the name. 
tornado at MND's for all our listeners, and there will be a link in the show description. Drew the intern. Um, he gave me a hard time last time after we were talking about the uh, the wacky worm that did a loop, Ben, and I didn't put the the link in the episode. It's description. a wacky worm. Does a loop? Pretty much. It's like a powered coaster that has a powered loop. So what? Basically, it's a Larson loop in the middle of a wacky worm. Kind of. <laughs> it's yeah, kind of. It's like it does like a bunch of helixes to get up to speed, and then does a loop. It's really <laughs> weird. This fucking Pinfari. The drop actually looks pretty good on this, but then everything after that. Yeah. It, like even halfway through the drop, it's like, hey, shit! Does that thread the the loop though? Yeah, given that this video is from 1999, I'm guessing this ride's been gone for a while, and also that it probably didn't last very long. Yeah, probably not. God damn. It looks kind of fun, though. It looks like just a double arrow loop there, except arrow loops are probably more smooth. That corkscrew looks... Oh, the teardrop shaping oh, like the, loop, oh. the looping star models. The corkscrew killed this camera. <laughs> like God. during the POV. That corkscrew looks like it uh, pulls more forces than yeah. it should. Just based on the speed it goes through it at. Like, there's probably some crazy positive G's in the, in the crest of that corkscrew. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm at the POV. I don't I'm at know. the POV now, and like the loops yeah. look. Well, it blacked out the camera. Yep. I have a feeling this is like a shitty, probably a tape-based camera. And when things are mechanical, positive G's don't necessarily do wonders. Right. Oh God, this was a rough transition into that. Yeah. Nothing yeah, about that, that looks good. First drop into the loop looks bad. Loops look okay. Like this transaction looks pretty that, awful. That dip, that dip before the corkscrew looks so unnecessary. That airtime hill looks uncomfortable. I can see the shaping of that and it just looks like a nut cruncher. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna. Plot. I got. I got some good news and some bad news for you guys. Oh no! So in in the chat, Gabriel here has told us, um, it was just removed, but there's some good news. It was sold to the French Fair Circuit, so it will. St- <laughs> you'll still be able to fucking ride it in France. Nice. Jeez. Oh, yeah, as if you needed a, another reason not to go to France. So there you go. I think that would be an awesome rare credit to have. <clears throat> oh, yeah. I have some pretty random ass rare credits. I mean, when you're in like the 480s, you're bound to have some. Like, uh, apparently there's this Orient Express, which is basically a cut rate dragon wagon, if you thought that was possible. That. For whatever reason, it's just on the Long Island Fair Circuit, and sometimes it finds itself in, like, Westchester County from, uh, 
Dreamland Amusements. It's based in Stony Brook. And I'm on Coaster Count, and apparently I'm like one of three people that's ridden that thing. And that's, I'm also one of three people that's, that should ride that thing. <laughs> I don't think anybody else should ride that thing. Yeah, some of, some of the things that are considered rare credits, it's like, yeah, but is there really any pride in that? <laughs> no. It's like, what? Can you really take pride in saying, I paid... I paid $5 to ride that. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, my, my credit count would be 485 if I didn't ride that thing. Now it's 486. <laughs> <clears throat> Holy shit. All right. So, um, yeah, to, to uh, wrap up around here, we like to um, pay tribute to a dead ride. Now, seeing as you're our guest here, Dan, it's only appropriate that you get to pick. So, uh, what ride are we going to pay tribute to this week? Ooh. Yeah. It's got to be Mean Streak. It's got to be Mean Streak because it's me. I'm here. It was just... I think I just heard Ben get a boner. Mean Streak? I didn't love Mean Streak that much. It was okay. I mean, to me, okay. So my thing with Mean Streak is I, I loved it so much because it was such a spectacle of a bad ride. It is one of those rides that I've ridden that's just like, I just got off and I'm like, wow. I really don't think that ride did anything right. <laughs> well, you know, Din was probably going through a rough divorce or something. Well, look, here's the thing. Cedar Point kind of fucked up that ride. When, if you look at POVs back from the year it opened, it actually looked like a decent ride. It are you trying to say that putting trim brakes on the first drop of a ride somehow makes it not as good? Now, what are you talking about? That, that's the quality of a great ride. I, I can't think of any shitty rides that have ever had trims on the first drop. So, um, <laughs> mean Streak Trimless is pretty cool. Like, it, it's, it's wild. Oh, yeah. Ryan, Ryan and BMAT did it kind of trimless once. So, by that I mean, like, I think they got lift stop for some reason. And I guess when you get lift stop, it just doesn't bother with the trims because you're getting released slower. They, they said the rest of the ride was basically the same. Yeah, like, um, it's, it's the most noticeable in the first half. Like, that wraparound yeah. like lift hill and the double down is pretty, is pretty good. And they also, they reprofiled it since it opened. Like, if you look at the shaping, yeah. like, for instance, it's been a little while since I've watched it, so excuse me if I'm rusty, but if you go around that first turnaround, you can see the shaping is quite a bit different. It looks like it, you know, it had lats. And there are also, like, some kinks that look like they gave some pretty good moments of airtime. And Cedar Fair was like, no, we can't have that. And they... You know, they just profile them out when they retract the ride. 
Believe it or not, they did retract that ride at times. Yeah, there's a lot of work always being done to it, especially the first turn. Yeah, it's a ride that somehow tore itself apart. You know, you figure, okay, this ride goes so slow around this turn. How can it possibly be tearing itself apart? Apparently it was. (laughs) PTC trains. Well, yeah. You know, I almost feel like PTC trains do more wear if they go go more slowly. Because they just beat the shit. They'll tear up any fucking coaster because they don't. They're always searching for the rail. You know what I mean? Like the wheelhousing, the wheels don't sit where they're touching the rails constantly. So, like, it's always searching for the rails. So whether it's turning or, you know, going over a hill or something, it's always searching for the rails, meaning it's always like hitting the rails in some way. Yeah, but honestly, I, I like how PTC is ride. I mean, on a wooden coaster, I think it's good because they definitely have the quality of like gliding all over all the bumps, so to speak. So... And that's another thing, like, with, with when rides have PTC trains. The faster they run, the less you're going to feel the roughness. You know, it goes with a lot of rides, actually. Because if you're going slower, it, the, P, the train has more time to find those bumps in the track. And I think that's mm. a part of the reason why Mean Streak was perceived as being so rough, because it, it ran so goddamn slow the entire time. Yeah. That makes sense. Another one. Did you ever ride Hercules? I didn't. You see, I got I got in the coaster game. I guess relatively late compared to a lot of people. You know, like when I was twenty. But I mean, back in twenty fifteen, twenty fifteen. I had 26 credits, and yeah, I've gotten over 400 since then. That's largely thanks to meeting, like, to meeting Logan, to meeting, and to meeting Ryan, and having people to go on these trips with, but anyway, that's a sidetrack. Point being, I, I don't have a lot of these old, defunct credits. I, I actually don't have a, a super high number of defunct credits. For, for a coaster count of my size. And that sounded like dick bragging, but anyway. <laughs> Just a bit. But yeah. That's, that's okay. Swinging around a little bit. Yeah, just swing it around, but don't lay it in anybody's face because that's racist. Ben Ben's <laughs> one of these motherfuckers that stopped counting. Lord, a lot of <laughs> oh, yeah, a yeah. lot of laziness. Just like, I don't want to do a whole count again. I mean, Peter keeps asking me for my Excel sheet, and I'm like, fuck, I don't feel like updating that. I mean, I, 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 keep, I keep up to date on coaster count, but I don't know, I'm just too damn lazy to update my Excel sheet. It's like, I, I spend my entire work day working at either SAS or Excel, so I don't really feel like it. I'll get around to it, I promise. Ben, I think your New Year's resolution should be to get your fucking coaster count done. 
It'll be like Trump releasing his tax records. I'll release my trust account <laughs> in a full Excel document. <laughs> if you're a patron. No, nah, I'll do it on Instagram. Yeah, just set up a CoasterDash account, man. Oh, that's right. You can. You said you yeah. used to have one. They'll port your fucking old thing over for you so you don't even have to go through the whole process. You just got to add the ones you've been on since then. I'm on Coaster Count. Yeah, man, that's where I'm at. Yeah. All right, leave, uh, leave a comment however you're listening to this and tell Ben to get his fucking Coaster Count done. Yeah, Ben, get your Coaster Count done. We want a number. How big is your PP? I mean, coaster count. You mean your CC? My CC? <laughs> yeah, oh, exactly. For convenience, that sounds really gross. Let me see your CC. <laughs> Show us your CC, Ben. <laughs> yeah, CC's pizza, disgusting pizza, has been sitting out for two hours. CC's pizza. I got H1N1 at CC's pizza. <laughs> I got CO, uh, SARS COVID 19 at, C- at CC's Pizza. That wouldn't it's like a new virus. I don't think anybody's heard of that. Did you really get it at CC's? Well, no, I actually haven't gotten a virus yet, believe it or not. And despite how much traveling I've been doing, I've, I've been avoiding it. But have you eaten at a CC's? No. Well, that's where you went right. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> like, I, I'm not even joking. I definitely did get H1N1 from fucking CC's Pizza. Yeah. That doesn't surprise yeah, me. I, yeah, I, I remember mo- Monday morning, I went, because I was lifeguarding, and I remember going into work at like 6 a.m., and like, I sat for 20 minutes, and it was just the most violent injection of stuff out of my body i grabbed the biohazard bag <laughs> into the bathroom with me <laughs> so i like sat on the toilet and i, I puked in the bag <laughs> oh god yeah i remember i ended up in the icu and i had to fart and then it got a little bit more than a fart <laughs> and i was like my oh, my no. dad was coming to visit me that night, and I'm like, Dad, bring me some underwear. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, it was uh, NG, as they say. <laughs> yeah, and look, and I, I'm from New York, so my tolerance for shitty pizza, it's pretty low. For being out, and you, you're from Chicago, so I think you can relate a little bit. And you're like your pizza game's about as good as ours. See, you just heard a New Yorker admit that to you, by the way. Which is fantastic, because usually I just have to say, our pizza's not pizza, because it's not. Yeah. It's a fucking casserole. Yeah, it's... It's a casserole. I'll agree with that. But but you do also have Chicago thin crust, which is a little less common, but basically a a thin crust bar pie. And thin crust bar, bar pies are fucking solid. One style of pizza that I'll actually defend is, is St. Louis style pizza, like what you get at Emo's. 
And with emos, you, you could argue it's not really pizza either. In fact, one of my one of my favorite food writers, um, Kenji Lopezol, he actually compared it to pizza flavored nachos. Because what it is, it's like it it's basically it's pizza toppings on top of like a thin, unleavened cracker t- cracker like crust. So it doesn't have any give to it. It's like it's almost like a tortilla chip. And then they cut it into like smallish squares. Because if, if you cut into big pieces, it wouldn't hold itself. Because the idea is you load it up with toppings. But it's good. It's good. I mean, it might not really be pizza, but it is good. And I'm sure as fuck gonna have some tomorrow. Because I'm in St. Louis, damn it. The only food I know of from St. Louis is fried ravioli. Toasted ravioli is the shit. Yeah, that shit's good as fuck. Yeah, there are so many good restaurants on the hill. And in fact, um, shout out to one of my followers. I, <laughs> I'm actually, you know, I was down visiting my my very friend that I'm staying with right now. I think this was back in either February or last December. One of those trips. I think it was last December. I went to Antonino's, a, a restaurant, one of my favorite restaurants on the hill, and they make one of my favorite chicken farms. And <laughs> immediately when I walked in, the hostess recognized me, and she's like, Dan? And she, she watches Ryan's channel, and she recognized me from the video. So I was oh like, Oh my god, Dan, you're famous. I'm fucking famous. I know. I'm still wrapping my head around it myself, but but yeah, the fucking hostess direct restaurant recognized me, and yeah, and when she told me your username, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, we, you've actually DM'd me a few times. Like, and she's she's a really cool person. Like, ever since then, I I've DM'd her from time to time. Like, uh, hey, I'm I'm in St. Louis, and I'm coming through Antonino's. You're gonna be there. <laughs> So it, it was really cool. Dude, that's dope as fuck. Yeah, it's like it just ran, the most random of fucking places, too. Like, I am a solid 1,100 miles away from my house, give or take. Just in a honestly kind of a random city with probably not that many coaster enthusiasts. And somebody fucking recognized me at a restaurant. I mean, look, whenever I go. Six Flags Great Adventure in particular. It's it's a given I'm probably going to get it recognized at least once. But that's a theme park, so I'm more likely to get recognized there. And the only time Ben and I got recognized, it was like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Not yet, but once we go to Mount Olympus. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, Lord, Mount Olympus. Yeah, what's your Mount Olympus story? I smoked weed in the parking lot, and I went in. I rode the coasters. We left for an hour to go to um, <laughs> to go to Little America, and then we went back. Um, rode Hades a couple other times. Got sick of it and left. Right on. Did you see any fucking crazy shit? Not really. I mean, a lot of. 
a lot of people not wearing masks, which it doesn't bother me as much as a lot of other people, especially. That's, that's, her that's, like when, that's nothing. I'm saying both Ben and I have seen some shit in that park. There's, there's like the shit we've seen personally. And then the stories we've heard, which are completely believable based off of what we've both seen personally. Yeah. I didn't see anything too crazy. I mean, one thing I did see is what apparently somebody got a bloody nose on, uh, on Hades when we were about to get on. And literally the employees were just standing there for like 20 minutes, not knowing what to do. And they were like, Oh, I'm the fucking cleaning that up. And I know for those of you that have been listening attentively, I'm a hypocrite because I just said maybe half an hour ago that I would call my team lead over if somebody fucking pissed in the aisle at Target. But still, I don't. It's kind of surprising that they gave a fuck enough. I I feel like if it wasn't for COVID, that situation would have never happened. Like their employees Mm -hmm. wouldn't have given a fuck. They'd have been like, "Got a point." Okay, there's blood. Yeah. So, is it hurting you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Does the seatbelt still work? Okay. No. <laughs> Speaking of which, I think the worst thing about COVID is that you have to stay in the fucking Mount Olympus Resort in in order to go to the park. Oh. Okay. I guess they're not going to force you to stay in the resort and. I've said, after staying at the resort, I kind of said, all right, next time I go here, especially if the room rate is cheaper than the the park ticket, I'm just going to go check into the room and then check into another hotel. Because it it was a dump. But the room kind of smelled like cat piss, not going to lie. It was dreary. It was miserable. Bedding fucking sucked. They had like hospital quality bedding. Yeah, I hope that place goes was- down the fucking drain. Get the fuck out of Wisconsin. You fucked up a hot dog stand. And I hope you fuck up your theme park. <laughs> I, I hope it gets new owners. That's what I hope. I hope it gets bought by like. Thing is, those are good coasters. I hope it gets that I bought by Hershend or something. Yeah, anybody else, man. Yeah, that's a park that could use some... Y'all motherfuckers need Jesus, you know what I mean? Oh, I always <laughs> yeah. forget about that with them. Oh, fuck that. That's a thing. They're bringing the first church to the Dells, baby. A prime church the first. <laughs> well, that park needs to be bought out by somebody. Because it could be something really cool. SeaWorld. <laughs> <laughs> SeaWorld, Wisconsin. Hey. <laughs> bought up by anybody. How, how about Ed Hart? Yeah, I could, that would be a How about better. that insane guy that bought Indiana Beach? That would work. Yeah, that's some other insane motherfucker that lives in Dallas. could compete with Noah's Ark. No, yeah, then they, they would, guy could get... Guy could get stoned, build a water slide, and then someone gets decapitated on I it. Suppose, yeah. <laughs> then <laughs> I was gonna say, if they do Schlitterbahn, someone's definitely dying. Day one. Yeah. Guaranteed. Yeah, that would be like a literal death sentence for that park. 
And Cedar Fair is, uh, of course, dropping the Schlitterbahn name, which is predictable. I mean, it's Soak a shame City, because... Texas. Yeah, Soak City. Soak City. Like, sh- fucking shit name. Like, it's, come on. It's even funnier if you know about the Mormon soaking. Oh, no. I don't even want to know. I'll explain it real quick, because this is a fun callback to an episode we did a while back with our buddy Don. Shouts to Don, Dr. Don, by the way. He told us about this uh, this trend amongst Mormons, where apparently they don't consider it losing your virginity if you just put it in, but don't actually like thrust or move it around at all. And they call it soaking. So you soak your... Soak your fucking dick in there. <laughs> yeah, you put it in, you just don't move it around. So what if I'm if I'm taking a bath, is that soaking? <laughs> like <laughs> Depends. Are you moving around? No, not really. <laughs> yeah, that's probably soaking then. <laughs> Soak City, Utah. <laughs> Soak City. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> it's just a bunch of people a bunch of Mormons fucking soaking private cabanas <laughs> available <laughs> private cabanas available the Colbeck Motor Inn here's the thing yep that's my third time bringing that place up on, on, on this podcast and maybe somebody will somebody will be from Long Island and, and laugh at that but probably not <laughs> I feel like soaking would lead to a lot of teenage pregnancies. Oh, no doubt, because that there's absolutely going to be an ending there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it's not like you're going to be like, well, that was fun. Right, yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm not even going to take it to, that, to the place I could take it to. I, I know where to draw the line. <laughs> Man, well, you know, you just know, you know, Soak City. You know what? Soak City. Yep. Sometimes, like, when I'm laying in bed and I can't sleep, I just like overthink what would happen if I were straight, and like what that, how scary that would be, as far as like pregnancies. It's a lot of risk and responsibility. Yeah, I mean, it's just like that's that's a thought that keeps you up at night, Ben. Yeah, it's just like it's like when I'm when I'm soaking in Soak City, (laughs) I gotta think when I wake up, am I gonna be daddy or not? Like, I like that you. Some people get concerned about the actual pregnancy scares. You're worried about hypothetical. Pregnancy scares <laughs> that are impossible like, to happen. Literally impossible. You're like, man, in some other life, I might have had to skip the state and <laughs> change my <Yeah>. name. <laughs> have written brick by Ben Folds Five. I don't <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, a, I'm a Ben Folds fan. <laughs> Well, yeah. Any any chance I get to throw in a Ben Jeez Folds reference, it's going to be a good one. I'll take it. Yeah, 
I've seen Ben Folds like I think six times with that. Oh man, I I hope I can see him at some point. I know he does his tours where it's him with a piano. I'd love to see one of those. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, he's he is good live. And his his quips in between songs are are a lot of fun. He's 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 very entertaining. I have his one live album. It's so good. He's like doing like jazzy versions of all his music. Yeah, I, mean, I, I I like the Ben Folds live album. That's, that, you know, yeah, came that's out the one. Right around the time of Rock in the Suburbs, and he he um, at Rock this bitch became a thing on that album. Or basically, somebody in the in the crowd just screams, "Rock this bitch!" And he's just like, "Oh." Rock this bitch? Okay. <laughs> oh, just made up something on the spot. Speaking of like just interesting things, check this thing out. I'm gonna send in the chat. Oh boy. It's on YouTube, <laughs> so it's not like bad. I don't know why this reminded me of Oh, ben okay. Foles. Yeah, that that's the uh Huh? titties oh god so like he does his live streams where like people would just give him topics and then he would do a set on that topic (laughs) but it's pretty good this is like this is more like reggie watts oh yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he does live like I've seen I saw the videos from the live shows too. Just looks fun. He just seems like a fun person. Yeah, very, very, very fun live show show. Um Noel Gallagher is another one that I I really like seeing a large part because he's some people think he's like an asshole. And I, I guess he Gee, is. A little why bit. would they think that? <laughs> but a part of it is just that he's naturally kind of a sarcastic motherfucker. And he's not completely serious with a lot of the shit he's saying. <laughs> And he's also not that power, and if you're like a dick. But I, I like seeing Noel Gallagher because there's just sarcastic banner in between songs. Like just British humor, honestly. It, it's British humor in between songs. And the guy's got a good sense of humor, I think. Yeah, fuck Blur. <laughs> I, I do like Blur. It's one thing I'll. I'll disagree with him on. I, I definitely don't want Damon to catch AIDS and die. That's, <laughs> that's bad null. Bad null. You know, I just... Oh, boy. Um, so, Dan, um, you got, uh, got any more plugs you want to get in or uh, get, get the, the closing round plugs in? Oh... I mean, follow me, of course. I mean, of course, there there are some other people that I really like as well. Uh, Don't get offended if I don't mention 
you because honestly, I probably forgot. And if you know me, forgetting is nothing personal. I just forget a lot. But definitely follow Stephanie Emotional Roller Coasters. She got some great artwork. Yeah, she's got some great artwork. Some of my favorite stuff in the community. Um, I'm vibing her with, with her pretty hard. And I think I have her pretty well convinced that Moonchild by M83 is uh, the, the absolute perfect song for Orion. Um, of course, uh, Lame Coaster Nerd's another really, really good graphic designer. Hold on a second. Uh, I'm going to argue Orion is the perfect song for Orion. Uh, Orion by who? Metallica. Okay, I mean, that's fair, but I think Moonchild by M83 gets the mood completely right. Like, there's this beginning monologue that's... Uh, I'm not thinking of lyrics right now, but it's like, basically, reach your arms up far into the sky. Reach them as high as they'll go. And, I don't know. I play... There's this perfect part of the song that just goes really well with Steph's artwork. Oh, for sure. Well, I mean, she's she's got her whole interpretation of how roller coasters are personified. So I could see a different, uh, a bit of an incongruency from what I'm picturing and what you are. Yeah, and... But to be fair, Orion by Metallica is an instrumental and the vibe is nailed because it's one of those very dynamic pieces that goes from like softer slower bits into much more harder intense bits i can i can feel that i i haven't listened to it in a while but i know what sean you're talking about and i i can agree there but yeah stephanie is absolutely somebody to follow she's also she's very smart i talk i talk with her about animation a lot and really i mean that the coaster personifying stuff probably seems a little, a little weird from a lot of perspectives, and it's something I I acknowledge. But if you think about it, like like animation is something I have a lot of appreciation for. And if you think of just a, these characters that are just completely made up in animation, and now you can just completely connect with these characters, like. Why can't you do that with coasters? I think it'd only be oh. odd if it was erotic. I'm sorry? I think it would only be odd if it was erotic. Yeah, I, I would agree. Like, if they were personified for the, for the purposes of eroticism, that would be odd. And Rule 34 does exist. People, people do that. Oh, yeah. It wouldn't <laughs> surprise me, but it also wouldn't be odd. Or it would be odd. <laughs> Yeah, just just don't go too far into the related pages stream to emotional roller coasters because you will find that shit and you'll you'll probably regret doing it. So <laughs> some someone named Power Tower Shower Hour just added me on Instagram. <laughs> what the fuck? Because we were talking about it during the Sean Flaherty episode. It's so yeah, it's funny. Huh. That's fucking hilarious. All right. Um, yeah, go give Dan the follow and give all of Dan's crew the follow. Yeah, El Toro Ryan, of course. I mean, I'm 
feel like I don't necessarily need to plug him because realistically people are are finding me through Ryan, not the other way around. <laughs> I don't think any any of my followers don't know Ryan. <laughs> yeah. But follow him in case you don't. It it's possible you're here listening to this because of Ryan's channel, in which case thank you. Hang around. Listen to another one. We had Ryan yeah, on and- just a couple weeks ago, so go find that one. Yeah, and I, I didn't mention Fiesta Texas once until this time. And uh, something in some parallel universe, I am still waiting for Mr. Freeze, by the way. Wait, what? Oh, it's a, it's a reference to that. A, a video that I did. Uh, or a Coaster Idiots video where we visited Fiesta Texas and Over Texas. And it was based, half the video was me ranting about the operations of Fiesta Texas. <laughs> and then I got to over Texas and I, we literally got caught in the middle of the water parade and there was no way around it. And I'm, I'm a fucking cat when it comes to water. I, I do not like getting wet and that's a pretty quick way to put me in a bad mood. <laughs> so literally I was just basically dodging fucking super soakers on my way to Mr. Freeze. And then they were like fucking stacking it, basically. And then I was just making jokes in line like, you know, when you're watching this in in some parallel universe, I'm still going to be here and I'm probably going to be fired from my job because I'm still fucking here. (laughs) Oh, shit. So you're still there. Fuck. I'm still there. I'm talking to you in Mr. Freeze's line right now. I, I am actually riding Mr. Freeze on Sunday. Not the one in Over Texas, the one at St. Louis. But somehow you'll still be in line for the one at Over Texas. Exactly. In, in some parallel universe, that shit is still going on. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I gotta do our annoying shit real quick. Um, you know the deal, guys. Give us the five-star rating, or hit the like button, leave a comment, leave us a review, whatever the fuck. However, you're listening to the show, interact with the content, guys. You know the deal. Um, this week, we want you to leave us, uh, for all our Apple podcast listeners, you know, the purple icon people with their phones and whatnot, uh, leave us a five-star review. Tell us, who's your favorite coaster, idiot? And if it's Dan, we'll read it on air. Hell yeah, I'll be listening to that. Or if it's Mike, or if it's Logan. Because those are all our friends of the show. We haven't talked to the other guys yet. Yeah, I mean, get Uncle Nate on. I, I don't know if you've gotten Peter on yet, Ejector Trims. Not yet, no. Yeah, Uncle Nate will be a lot of fun. So will Peter. Um, eh, pretty much all of us will be fun. <laughs> yeah, your whole crew seems cool. Yeah, we've had so far, Ryan's been on twice, and we've had Mike and Logan and you. And oh fuck, what's his name? Luke. Oh Luke, yes. I guess he's uh, kind of like a, a fringe dude. coaster idiot. He's our um, he's our British outpost. Yeah, he, he's the British consultant. <laughs> yeah, he's our, uh, he's the ambassador to the fucking United Kingdom. There you go. So yeah, we've we've had a few of the crew on, but not everybody yet. We'll get there. We have a lot of fun people we're we're itching to talk to, so it takes a little time. Yeah. But for now, 
you know, yeah, that actually, that's an even better one. Leave us the review. Tell us which coaster idiot you'd like to hear on the show the most. Because we've already had a couple. So which one would you like to hear next? That'll help us decide which one we're going to book next. <laughs> um, and you can give us a follow on all the socials. You know where we're at. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, for God knows why. I started us a Snapchat. Don't fucking send me dick pics. You can send those over to ride this one podcast at gmail.com as we've discussed. Um, <laughs> you can get a hold of us at your favorite coaster sucks at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail or send us a text at 312-572-9552. I'm checking those again. So if you call or text, well, I'm not answering your calls. Leave us a voicemail. We'll play it on the show. But <clears throat> if you text, I'll answer it. Promise. Um, or we got a Discord server. That's pretty fun. We got some cool uh, chats going on in there. So uh, you can find the link to that in our episode description. Look for that. Sign up there. Ben and I pop in pretty frequently. Um, shit. The easiest way to get a hold of us, right through our website, yourfavoritecoastersucks.com, or the easy one to remember, rollercoasterpodcast.com. That's right. Suck at everybody else in the podcast space. <laughs> we got your website. Um, that's the best way to get a hold of us there. Find all of our content. Uh, we got to say a special thank you to all of our patrons over on Patreon. You guys are the bread and butter of your favorite coaster sucks. Y'all are the fucking best. Um, we got a bunch of cool things going on over there. We got a Zoom call every month we do with our homies on Patreon. That's a fun time. We hang out for about as long as two or three episodes worth. <laughs> it's always a good time. Um, Dan, if you'd ever like to come join, you're welcome. Absolutely. <clears throat> you know, we've been talking about bringing in some special guests, so I think you'd get along well with our crew. Yeah. Um, you know, we uh we do some nice things over there though. We uh we have the Zoom calls, we got some bonus episodes. Uh I think we're trying to figure out some other cool things to to do, but that all starts at just a buck a month you can get um on those Zoom calls with us. And of course, you also get a shout out on the show. Just like these fine folks here. Ben, hit me with that list. All right. This coaster link is in my way. <laughs> we should just do this to the tune of uh, The End of the World as We Know It by R.E.M. <laughs> Mr. Um, True, Gabriel. <laughs> <laughs> we got Mystic Drew, Gabriel Ludwiski. Nathan Slater, Brian Lewis, Joshua Knight, Luann Lewis, Scott Levine, Mikey Mayo, Michael Muldoon, Tristan Cox, Dominic B, Stefan Feinberg, Daniel Puckett, Nathan Hart, Jonathan Hawkins, Jared Mullen, Brandon Carter, Ryan Shoemaker. That was one breath. Holy I shit. Most dropping verses. Yeah, I think that was one breath. <clears throat> so, yeah, thanks for uh, special. Sh- special thanks to uh, <laughs> Logan Coaster Prairie check out his podcast Prairie Coasting yeah man thanks thanks you all so much for your support we appreciate the shit out of it y'all are the best uh, Dan thanks thanks a bunch for being here we appreciate it yeah that, thanks for having me it's been it, it's been a lot of fun it's been an absolute pleasure thank you for- All right, so thank you all for listening, and until next time...
your favorite coaster.